Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, you say Kobe Bryant. Really? Why? Because you never know what you're going to get. Call me Mr. Clutch. I'm Mr. Automatic. I can post them up. All the marble get the alley. I'm going for the ring. I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the ring. What up, though? This is episode 199 of the Miko podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Miko Grimes. Joining me today is looking like my damn near co-pilot most of the year. Hustle is back to join me. What's up? What up, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. Yeah. Uh, right, got the right guy for the job. Yes. Yeah, so we were supposed to record on Friday, and I'm going to just tell everybody what happened. <laughs> so yeah. I got a new batch of weed from my connect in um, <laughs> five different strains this time. And I fucked around and mislabeled one of them. And it was my go to sleep weed. And I put it as my active weed. And so I would smoke after Aiden went to bed. And then I would pass out. Like I would just be out for the night. And it happened two nights in a row. And I had to figure out, like, something is not right, you know? Like, I felt like like somebody had slipped me something in my, my weed. It just wasn't right. And so then I figured out I had labeled those two. I got those two mixed up. So that was my fault, Puzzle, while we didn't record. <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking it how I come. I'm, I know you ain't. I didn't know, I didn't know if it was me. I could be five minutes late. You can't be five minutes late. You got to be on time. You you laid up as a pussy the last only for recording. So that was life. You know what I'm saying? So you cut me some slack this time, okay? It was a drug overdose. It was I was in a drug induced coma. And so they finally decided to record on Sunday and then I FaceTimed you to tell you that Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash with his daughter. And there was, I didn't know at the time that there was nine people total that died in the accident. And um, we planned on pushing it back to later on that night. But as the story kept developing and everything, like I just really couldn't record. I just like, I couldn't do anything. Like I really didn't do anything except just hug on Aiden and just lay all and kiss all over him, lay on him. Like I let him stay up till eleven o'clock at night, like just doing dumb shit. Like I just didn't even want him to go to sleep. Like I just was like, oh my god! Like I couldn't imagine. Um, like you know, you as a parent, you never want to bury your children, you know, but. And I know the Kobe, we're going to get into a lot of Kobe stuff, but my first initial reaction to that was to think about his wife, you know, because she, she got to bury her husband and her son. Like that's, that's, it just, it just made me like question everything. Like, I was just like, wait a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just started to just think about my life and think about how I'm moving. I was, I was going to L.A. this weekend, you know that, yeah. <laughs> for the Super Bowl. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to stay here in Florida. I'm going to spend the weekend with Aiden. I'm going to just hang out with him. I'm, 
And it just made me want to just spend so much more time with him because you just never know when those memories that you have, like you're not going to be able to make them anymore. Yeah. They, they say close death make you think about your life. Period. That's just what it is. When it's when things like this happen, it make you put it make you think about things. Yeah. That's a, you know, thirteen year old daughter, like that means it, that means any person with kids, with kids is feeling a, a, a different type of way at this moment. Period. Because yeah. that's that's different. Yeah, and you know, there's a, it's driving me crazy because there's like these c- conspiracy theorists that are hitting me up and saying, oh, this was a setup. They did this on purpose. You know, Kobe was becoming too big. He was hurting Monsanto's profits. He was, you know, just had too too. He was just too big of a person, and there was plenty of reason to take him down. They're saying that somebody did something to the helicopter and. The pilot might have been on and all this stuff. And, I, and, I, and, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer in a lot of bullshit does happen, you know, to cover up a lot of things. But I just feel like sometimes you just got to wait before you start saying all that shit. Sometimes you just got to let the, you got to let, let everything play out. However you want to feel this, you can't do that when there's people involved because these are actual families, actual people. So when you start doing that, it's like, it's like you're playing a different different kind of guy. And and I understand that everybody's not grieving Kobe Bryant's passing. I understand that. I get it. If you didn't know him and you feel like, why are we all sad? Why do y'all care? Y'all didn't know him. You don't have to know somebody to feel sorry for them, to have compassion for them, to to have empathy, especially for forget Kobe. Forget that he was an athlete. Like think about a father in a helicopter that's going down with his oldest daughter who pretty much <laughs> live his, like, continue his legacy right there with him. Like, I can't imagine what they thought when they realized there was trouble, you know, on the helicopter. Like, like I just couldn't imagine what he might have said to her, like, what she said to him, like, how that feels. I'm a parent, you know? So, like, I just, I just couldn't imagine, like, my God, like what, like what happened? Like how, how did he handle that? You know, you, Kobe is a, is an assassin. He's, you know, he called the black mama cause he strikes at any moment. Like his, everything is calculated and well thought out and planned and, and you can't plan that. There's nothing he could have done, you know? And so I'm like, like, like how could you not feel for that moment and those people and their family? regardless of knowing him, regardless if you care about sports, if you're a Laker fan or not even a basketball fan at all. You just have to, like, feel sorry for something like that. Like, I don't know, maybe you need to have kids, but I know lots of people that don't have kids, and they cry, like, they weep. I don't have kids, and I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, and I cried. It hurt. It bothered me. I I can't lie, just keeping keeping it a buck. I was like, damn. I was gonna ask you I too. We we we've been on the podcast, and you have pretty much you 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 give Kobe props. It's obvious that Kobe is a legend. You know, he he's he's an elite player in this league, one of the greatest to ever play. But you do point out a lot of flaws in his games, a lot of ways 
that he could have improved. And even you, like, you were still sad. You were hurt. And it has nothing to do with fandom. It's just a sad situation. It just, it just what he, he impacted kids and people's life. When you think about the impact that he, he had on the game, on the game of basketball, all my friends are Kobe fans. You know, like all, like every one of my friends or coach is like, now nah, I know the impact that he had on the people on the game. And then how he changed his personality, like, and just like morphed into a whole nother person after the game and made people start liking him. It was just, yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's different. Like, that's a, that's, he's supposed to have an imprint on the game of basketball for the next 20, 30 years, you know, doing things. He had the Mamba Academy. He had the, like, everybody know that's, like, he was, he was in people, he was in people's lives currently right now that's in the game. Like, he was in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, it's nah, just different. I saw I saw an interview he did. It was like one of the first Lego games that he come to this year, and the reporter was like, "Why haven't you been coming to games? You retired in 2016. This is on your third game." And he said, "I had given basketball and this this like this platform, which is you know sports, my attention for 20 years." And he was like, "It's now time for my family to get that attention." You know, he poured himself into his Mamba Academy. He wasn't just helping his daughter, who was incredible, by the way, and only 13 years old, but he was coaching all these girls, you know, like female sports. Like, he was out here giving the game to women. You know, a lot of men, and when they retire, they just, you know, want to sit, sit, sit on a high horse and live off the fat of the land. And, you know, and Kobe – is a is a hooper by by nature, but he's also just a good person, you know. Like he's just a genuine person. He's a great father, and to see him with his daughter, you know, and it's for him to just be honest enough to be like, "Fuck out of here! I'm not coming here every game. Like like I like this is my still my life. Like I have four children at home, you know." Kobe's a different type of athlete, man. He's 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 a straightforward. Like he's pretty yeah. <laughs> the retired the retired Kobe was so cool, real talk. Retired Kobe was a real nigga. He he was a real nigga even when he played, like you know Oh no, he was a real nigga when he played. Yeah, but no, no he got no hands or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Kobe ain't finna put no hands on nobody. But he put his hands on you with his game. That's the real thing I'm talking about. You know, nah, he's a, he, you know what I'm saying? Kobe was nonviolent. He was like the Martin Luther King, you know, of basketball. He going to get his point across. He going to kill you with, with words and with, with baskets is what he was doing. But he's not a fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's not aggressive. Nah, he was the best competitor. He was the ultimate competitor. Nobody competed like Kobe. He That's one thing you can say. It's funny that you say that because I know that you and I, we talk a lot about, you know, being from the mud and coming from the gutter and making yeah. it. Kobe was a perfect example of a kid raised with a silver spoon in his mouth that acted like he came from the Hey, listen to me. That's one thing I can say that you hit the head on the... Man, that's one dude that grew up privileged the same man, he had a dog with him. He got a dog with him, like, say. Yeah. Whew. Like, like yeah, he, he, 
was starving his whole life. Like he needed that check to take care of his family. He didn't. He really just was a gorilla. He just really had Mark, Mark was smart with game. <laughs> Can't fucking take you, dog. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Mark is smart with game. No, no, Mark is smarter like he might swing on somebody. What you think? No, Mark Smart got that dog. I, I'm saying he got Mark Smart got all that dog and everything. But he'll swing. He just, Kobe ain't swinging on nobody. Man, Kobe. Well, nah. Yeah, Kobe ain't swinging. No. Uh, I can take nah, Kobe ain't swinging. What did you think of all the the you know the condolences and all the people that spoke out about Kobe? Um, it was just. I enjoyed that it was just so many different types of people. It wasn't just athletes. What was your thought about everybody that sent their condolences and the stuff that they posted about Kobe? That was the best part about it. So that's what made you even sadder. Like, um, he reached people that I didn't even know he reached. Like, I understand the sports world and the people who play the game of basketball, but man, all the other, the baseball players and the, like I said, hockey player, like everybody, like yes, this man. I didn't like. I knew Kobe was was revered, is the word they say, but no, I did not know that people love Kobe like this. Well, I knew this is like I, it's like Nipsey, it's like Nipsey Hustle times three. Yeah, I'm from LA, and this death felt like that. It felt like when we lost Nipsey, when we lost Tupac, Biggie, MJ. Prince, Ali, you know, like yeah, man. But no, nah, but that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't in my mind, I just didn't see a basketball player having that. Like, yeah, he was. This is yeah. This, this is this this is nice. Like, this is yeah. I he gets shown. He gets shown love. There was only one player that refused to play in the game Sunday because of Kobe. He didn't say this, but I'm assuming it's because Kobe passing was Kyrie Irving. I felt personally that the NBA should have canceled the games for that day because this is just a mental health issue at this point. You know what I mean? Like, they acted like it was just one of the regular guys, like, in no shade because everybody's somebody. But all these grown men crying on the court can't focus, can't play, can't. I just feel like the NBA should have taken a moment and not been greedy and said, we're going to take an L on some money tonight out of respect for Kobe and out of respect for the players. And they didn't. Now I'm hearing that the Lakers and Clippers game has been postponed tomorrow. Because yeah, that, that game got canceled. LeBron probably said I'm not ready to play, period. You know, and I would the other teams would have done that because I just – it hurt. I'm watching all these guys crying, like can't control themselves. Like they found out that like in warm-up a lot because it was a Sunday. So the news came across yeah. at 10 a.m., a little before 10 a.m. on the West Coast, which is 1 o'clock where I am. I knew about it by 1 o'clock, you know? And so I'm just like, what the hell, you know? And then they still didn't postpone the games. And I was just like, you know what? And it just made me think. And it made me think about how fans get so upset when a player makes a business move for themselves. 
and they say things like, oh, you don't care about the game. You don't love the game. You're just in it for money. What the fuck else are they in? Like, like I don't understand. Like, 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 I, like I feel like Kobe's one of the players that would have played for free more than likely. Just would have. He loved the game that much. But at the end of the day, this is how you take care of your family. This is how you take care of your legacy. This is how you feed your children. And, and if we're going to allow billionaires and owners to take a pass because it's business, as a fan, you need to also respect when a player makes a business move. And that's what Kyrie did. He made a business move and said, I'm not playing. Kyrie just does. He, he's a human being. Kyrie and KD, they, they made for, they both are human beings. Like, they don't give a fuck about the business. About basketball, they, I'm just keeping it in the book. They don't, they, they, they show their human side when it comes to the game of basketball. When it comes to that, so I really didn't expect Kyrie to, and Kyrie would have played. I'd have been surprised. Yeah, and KD is healthy, and KD would have played. I'd have been surprised. Yeah, yeah, I man, that's that's the truth because they really, really have a different type of admiration for Kobe. Like it's different, you know. Like Tracy McGrady, like you know, what I'm saying their relationship with Kobe is different. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't expect them to to, to even you know participate. I thought Donovan Mitchell wasn't if he had the game. There's a few other guys I in my mind I was picturing wasn't gonna play at all. Well, shout out Kyrie, man. I just feel like it should have been across the league. It should have just been a day to just mourn, to allow everybody to cry, to allow parents to go home and hug their children you know people on the road trips possibly just go home because that's all I wanted to do you know I, I was a pro hooper and now I'm a parent and that's all I wanted to do Sunday was hug Aiden and just be I wanted to ask you um your favorite Kobe Bryant moment do you have one Oh hell yeah! Oh my favorite, my favorite Kobe Bryant moment. Well, I got two. Okay. I can't even lie. I love when they played against Indiana. When he hit the when he hit the two jumpers, and he went back down court, telling everybody, "Hey, calm down, calm down." Oh man, I got this. Like, oh man, I can't even lie. I ain't like Kobe, but I was like, this a cocky mother for oh man, this is it. Hey, he got that. If you put in the work, if you've done all the work, oh. confident in yourself and you believe in yourself. Yeah, that was that was one of my best. That was that was I can't even lie to you. I was I was excited. That was that was one of my best Kobe, that's one of the moments Kobe got me excited. Man, what I can't I can't lie. What is your other one? Oh, my other one? Oh, man, the other one was, was the 81 points. Like, mm. the 81 points was, man, listen, the 81 points made me think about Larry Bird. Okay. It just, I got excited because players now be trying to act like they don't play for stats. They be trying to act like they, they ain't trying to get stats or they ain't trying to get, Larry Bird used to tell you, I'm trying to go for 50. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell that game, Kobe was like, I'm shooting this bitch every time. I'm trying to go out. 
I'm bugging. Because they was blowing Toronto out at, at one point. They came back and took it. He was go. I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to NMC like, is he going to miss? Is he going to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Those those my, my, my two but and I like that game against uh San Antonio when he had like forty four against Bruce Bourne that one game against the Spurs and like Kobe Stopper. Yeah, when he went out against Bruce Bourne, he had like the forty like forty four, like probably like fifteen rebounds, whatever. He yeah, he yeah, because it, it Lake and the Spurs used to have some classic classic series. Yeah, and and that big a big reason for that is because Tim Duncan is arguably the best player of that era, that generation is what people would argue because of championship. Yeah. Because of stats. It was out of it was out of him it was out of him and Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. Those was the guys. You can't go wrong with any of those choices. Um my favorite Kobe moment was two thousand eleven when he came to the Drury. Oh, I, oh, oh, LA? Yes, let me tell you. So You were there? I, yes, I was in town. I Two weeks before that, LeBron came. And LeBron played like in a real game. What Kobe played in wasn't a real game. Let me explain the story. So LeBron came and played. A lot of, you know, pros came because the lockout was going on, you know? And so a lot of the pros that didn't normally come, all the L.A. pros play in there. You know, the Hardens, the Swaggy P's, Gilbert Arenas, Darrell Wright, um, all the L.A. niggas, DeRozan, um, everybody plays in the Drew League. You, you know, you just grew up playing there. I, I played in the Drew League. I coached in the Drew League. I worked at the Drew League. I, I've done pretty much every job you could think of at the Drew League. Working the snack bar, and then I did I did uh, sports reporting from there last summer. Like I've been affiliated with the Drew League since I was 18 years old, and I'm 44. So I've been around the Drew League before, and this was and LeBron came. So you know I was like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like I was pumped, and it was at Washington. What? Yeah, and so the rumor how it, how it goes is. Um, LeBron came and people was just mad, like, Kobe, how the hell you are L.A., you are L.A. basketball, and you haven't come to the Drew League, and LeBron came and played, you know? Beijing really just wants to be the show, the star. And you, like, you, you hear all this shit she's doing in the background, she was playing, look, she's, she's full of shit right now. This Do your thing, Beijing. Anyway, and so... Um, I heard, because, you know, I know everybody from the Drew League. I know Dino and everybody that runs the league and everything. And so when I came to see LeBron, I heard that Kobe, you know, there was a bunch of people saying, like, you know, on social media, like, you know, at Kobe and like, yo, why you haven't come to the Drew League or whatever? So he tried to come to the Drew League, and it was a championship game. It was a Saturday, the championship game. He wanted to just play, like, just throw me on one of the rosters. That's not how the Drew League works. Like, it's taken very serious. Ain't nobody going to just let you come in and hop on a squad. Like, you have to have played a certain amount of games just to even play in the playoffs, you know? And so the fact that Dino and them said no was like, that made the Drew League, like, official. It's like, nah, even Kobe can't just run up in here and get a game in a championship, you know? So they did a, a, a just a like a, a game, like open run, but, you know, a staged open run where they had, like, NBA players and everything. And it was on a Tuesday. And they tried to keep it quiet, but, of course, it got out. So 
So everybody was there, packed, standing room only in the gym. Nigga, it wasn't even a real game, first of all. So Kobe didn't even mean to play the whole game, but he played the whole game and hit a buzzer beater. Gave, because everybody likes, because everybody see that last buzzer beater, they see that on Harden, like, oh, he gave Harden 45. I, 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 I'm not going to let DeMar DeRozan get out of this. He got to hold some of that 45 as well, my nigga. Uh, so both of them got it. DeRozan and Harden got it. Oh, both of them got it. They were on the same team. Yes. Who was on Kobe's team? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kobe was Kobe. You know what I'm saying? And just for him to come to the hood, that was that game is in the hood of hoods. The gang banging is hood of hoods, standing room only. And they was going to, like, do the game, like, in a big arena or something, or rent it out, and, you know, do it right. And Kobe was like, nah, nah, wherever, where everybody else playing, that's where I'm playing. And he was so nice in the locker room, taking pictures with everybody afterwards. Like, just when he hit the buzzer beater, it was just like, Wow. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, of all the people that I've seen at the Drew League, and you know I'm a big-time LeBron fan, Kobe pulling up in there the way he did for no reason, for no fucking reason at all, and took the game dead serious. Like, it was game seven in the finals. That's how he was playing. And just, yeah, just barbecue these young niggas. And I was just like, wow. Like, I couldn't I, – it was just it was just great to see him playing like that, to see – the the crowd like it was free, you know what I mean? Like it was free. Drew League is free. Oh yeah, I know that. Dope, then. It's one at its first come first serve on the seats. Ain't no, it's bleachers. I'm going to some games this summer. Yeah, you've been missing out. I've been telling you, the Drew League is is people say Rucker is everything. I don't know. I can't really tell. I don't see no NBA players wanting to go play outside, dog. None. Kobe went to the Rucker. Yeah, he did, but ain't nobody, nobody's doing that since then. Who's been to the Rucker? Oh, yeah. I mean, these new age cats don't even go. Don't we, do they even play in the Drew League like that? Like the, yes, yes. they all do. They all do. They all come and pull up on the Drew League. Because it's really professional. It's ran properly. You know, Nike is behind it now, which I kind of hate it. Because then I was like, it's going to get so commercialized and corny. But so far, you know, it's, it's, it's doing well. Um, they got a lot of big-time sponsors. You know, there's a lot of shoes being passed around. So even the guys that didn't make the NBA, didn't make it overseas, but can really hoop, you know, they're getting treats and bonuses. You know, they're getting to play against, you know, top-tier college players playing there, all the top-tier college players that are going, you know, pro and everything. It's just a legitimate summer pro league, and I, I think that it's great. And now they travel. Now they're going overseas. They're going to different countries. They're playing in different states, you know, putting teams together and everything. That's what Kobe played against, a team that the Drew League was putting together to play in a tournament on some in the East Coast somewhere. I can't really remember where. But there was some tournament. And so they get, they get the Drew League All-Stars together, and they travel and play against other – Teams, you know, and, and that's what he played against, one of those teams, basically. And it was it was great. It was just great to just see Kobe's not an NBA player. He's a hooper. And a lot of people are NBA players, you know, like they're just NBA guys. 
You can put Kobe anywhere. He going to fall. He going to ball. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Kobe ball. And All you right, know, <clears throat> rest in peace. And you know, anytime there's positive things, something great that people are saying about, you know, somebody passing, there's always the fuck boys and girls doing the dumb shit. And so I just wanted to Give them what what Charlemagne says. Give people the credit for being stupid. You know, uh, MSNBC reporter Allison Morris said the Los Angeles niggers. She said Kobe Bryant passed away. He played for the Los Angeles niggers, and then she wrote a statement that says she apologized. She mixed the Knicks and the Lakers together and said niggers. She didn't say niggers, is what she said. She said niggers, like. Like, I, I use the word nigger. You know I do. I use it in a, in a way when I'm legitimately calling somebody ignorant, I'll call them a nigger. It t- the word flows off of my tongue very freely. If you've never used it, it won't just flow off your tongue like that, right? Yeah, it ain't going to flow like that. She, it, it flow kind of, you know, like, she, you heard what I said? <laughs> like, you, say, you know what I said, nigger, and I fucked up. Why not? This world crazy, man. She because I would, I that's what I was, if I was, well, I ain't even why, you know. But yeah, she should, she probably, she probably should have kept it real and said this is what she said. She apologized. Now you look stupid because we all fucking know that you said niggers. It was yeah, she apologized. Talking about the Knicks at all. You weren't talking about the Knicks. Why was the Knicks even on your mind? You know? That's just, she just, that's what she just made up, trying to hope it would stick. No. There was another reporter, Washington Post journalist Felicia Gomez, posted a link to Kobe's rape case article and tweeted, any public figure is worth remembering in their totality. And she basically just didn't want you to remember anything good about Kobe. She wanted you to remember a dark part of his life. And I'm a firm believer, like, for example, R. Kelly got away with, you know, rape, sexual assault. um, And he got away with it because of money, because he was able to buy his way out of it. He was able to manipulate these women into lying for him and believing that, you know, what he was doing was right. And I get it that some people feel like Kobe didn't go to trial. He didn't go through the process. You know, it was like a settlement or whatever. But at the end of the day, we don't have any true evidence that Kobe did anything wrong or illegal. Do you know what I mean? We don't. Rather we got evidence or not, what's the point of trying to bring his name down? Yeah. Like, like what are you, like, what are you as a human being stand to gain for trying to ruin a moment where they're uplifting someone? Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, all the other shit, trying to uh, explain the Pacifics, explain, none of that shit matters. Just you as a human being, what do you stand to gain for trying to bring somebody else's name down when everyone else is trying to lift it up? Yeah, there's a comedian named Ari Shafir or something like that. He posted a video that I posted on my page. Ari? 
Ari Shafir or something. He's a comedian. He's a dark comedian. He's like, he just, his comedy is, 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 is toes the line. You know what I mean? And I'm all about freedom of speech. I, I think comedians should absolutely be able to toe the line, step over the line, cross the line out, everything. I feel like that's an era. That's a, that's a, that's a, a career that you have to allow total freedom because it's about humor. And everybody's humor is different. You know, now if you talk about raping kids or something, okay, that's too far. But I respect any comedian that toes the line and, and to, to make us laugh and especially at true things, you know. And he said that he was happy that Kobe finally got his just due for raping a girl. Um, and he talked about he was in Charlotte. And he was like, yeah, this is the team that originally – uh, drafted him. I wonder if the, he would have stayed here and not been to the Lakers if he would have even raped the girl. And it's just people like that that I just be like wondering, like, how come as black people, like, if we hear, like, let's say you, like, free my nigga who, you know, died or whatever, and some other black niggas in your hood is like, fuck that nigga. He was a fuck boy anyway. Fuck y'all, blah, blah. Black people want to kill him. They will go out and shoot him, murder him you know, do something to his family, but we see stuff like this, and as a community, like, I don't see people going to jail for killing or shooting or beating up people like this that disrespect people of our community, and that really bothers me, and I, and I know it sounds violent, but fuck that. That's what the fuck needs to happen, because I feel like the reason people are doing what they're doing is because they have no fear of getting that ass whooped. He's an, well, he's an Indian comic. He's what? What is it? He's a comic comedian. Yes. It, what? He's Indian. Jewish. Jewish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you oh, know, wow. he feels like he can do anything, and I just feel oh, like, yeah, I know. you know, I, I sometimes I just really like I really be like, man, if I wasn't so famous, if I could just be rich, but not like known. Do you know how many people I would be paying to just go smack the shit out of some people for the bullshit that they do? Like I'm with you know I'm with the shit. Yeah, like I just don't feel like going to jail because people can't keep secrets no more. You can't even like pay a nigga to go pistol whip somebody and and they don't want to put it on the ground. <laughs> they definitely they record everything now. Everything. As soon as they get in front of the man and be, and they gonna tell you the one asking to do it for a quick thousand for a stack. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you You know, I really just want, I want the internet to break one day. Just, I want the purge to happen. The internet to just be broke for a whole day. Nobody. And we just go on a purge. Who who would you go get on if we had a purge, a 24 hour purge? Who would you go get? And the the camera was on everything. Ooh. Man, I gotta go get a person. Oh, I don't know a group of people. I don't fucking know who would you. <laughs> who would you really just be like? You know what? If it's a purge and I can get away with assassinating, <laughs> who would you want to? Who would you want to off? <laughs> I don't have nobody. I just want to off. Man, that's some crazy shit. I haven't thought that for in life. <laughs> I got a list, let me tell you. I, no, no, no. Miko, I we don't want to hear the list. list. 
Miko. What? I mean, it's not like I could do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like. Yes, it is. You can do it. I'm not going to jail for none of these motherfuckers. Is you crazy? Oh, okay. I'm not. No. Who are your list? Trust me, I would have been. I can't run down the whole list, but at the top of the list is that bitch ass cop that t- tackled me from behind that I got arrested for. for no oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And lied. He at the top of the list. The end, all oh, yeah. the NFL owners is on the list. All 32 of them hoes is on the list. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, nigga, I would be calling niggas in every single <laughs> I got a couple racks on you. Whoever gets the owners. We need a new machine, nigga. We need, we need new blood. Oh, my God. Rich billionaire white man is being racist. You know, I'm just sick of it. But, yeah, I got I to gotta miss. But, you know, it's just it's never going to happen. We're never going to get that purge. It ain't going to happen. Oh, yeah, we, do, we get a purge. But I said this right now, I think about it. I'm going straight to the Ku Klux Klan community. Mm. And what's sad is <laughs> all of them are poor, just like black poor people. They just dumb. They have no clue that this country uses them to to keep up fake racism because poor white people don't have any power. They have no power. All they are is a voice, and they make they make things escalated. They make it look like there's way more racist people in this country than there really are. You know, it's just, they just have a, a bigger voice. They're louder, you know, and, and just dumb. They're just dumb. But, I think it's the media. Yeah. Uh, like it, I, it overshadows a lot. Only four people that burned Nike gear and they blew those four stories up and made it like it was four million people. That's what the media does. They, 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 yeah. they brainwash you into believing whatever narrative that they want to paint. Uh, the Grammys got to catch some slander, too, because although it was the passing of Kobe, the Grammys took place and the Pro Bowl, which I watched neither. But the Grammys had the audacity to tweet out to stay away from the Staples Center because the Grammys was about to start. Like, nigga, is y'all fucking high, nigga? That is the house that Kobe built. What's wrong with y'all? Like, what's wrong with people? The Grammys, was at, the Grammys was at the Staples Center? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what did they think was going to happen? Did everybody come? Yes, it was packed. It was packed, but they, of course, shuffled all the people off to the one side, like, oh, oh we can't have all this. You know, but just Grammy, shut up. Shut up. And, and, and rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle as well. And, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm from L.A., and I love Nipsey. I'm pretty sure I love Nipsey more than, than Kobe Bryant. That's just keeping it a whole entire book. And that's mainly because of the man he was, not the rapper. Kobe was becoming that type of man. Nipsey was already that type of man. So in my heart, he was reaching me on a whole nother level. You know? And I can say that and still say he did not deserve that grant. I'm sorry. There was... Let me just tell you the other songs. Best rap performance. Middle Child, J. Cole. Suge from The Baby. Down Bad. Dreamville. 
Clout by Offset and Cardi B. I'm sorry. It's No Shade is a great song. It's not even his best song to me. But I feel like... So, so who you feel like... You, that's not answering my question, though. Who should have won? There's songs on here that probably should have won before that song. Clout is one of them. Middle Child is one of them. And Suge is one of them. They were bigger oh. songs, way bigger songs, way bigger. You don't think so? I don't know. Well, I mean, those songs, all those songs deserve, that's why they are nominees. No, 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 deserve to be nominated, absolutely. Yeah, all of them deserve to be nominated. Nom but Nipsey's song was played, but then you gotta realize when he passed away, all his songs with the overdrive. Yes, and it still didn't surpass these other songs. So, for you talking about chart topping or? Yes, and as far as just what we still listen to at the end of the day, to be like, Clout was like a big ass song. Middle Child was incredible, incredible. Like, in, I still listen to that song to this, like, every, all the time. Uh, I, because I, I like so many other Nipsey songs. Maybe that's what it is. Like, that song was cool, but it wasn't the best. And then best rap sung performance. Best rap sung performance. He won with Higher, the DJ Khaled song. Mm -hmm. And that went up against Drip Too Hard, Panini, Ballin' by Mustard and Roddy Rich and The London. I can respect that one. I can. But that Drip Too Hard song? That's what I often said, Drip Too Hard song. I don't even, I, I, I don't even like it, but they, they love it. Everybody loved it. Hey, I'm telling you, that I was like, shit, I don't know that Yeah, that song is true, my lord. Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the Grammy just tried to do Nipsey a solid. Yeah. But that's another reason I don't respect the Grammys. I don't. Like, they don't speak for us. They don't know what's cool. We have to tell them what's cool. They don't listen to us. And Puff did a speech at Clive Davis's dinner, his annual party that he does before the Grammys, and he, talked about, he said, y'all got 365 days. This time next year, we need to have this shit figured out. And I'm assuming that he means, like, we need to have our own Grammys. And I've been saying this for a long time. We already have our own Grammys. Why won't we do the BT Awards, the Hip Hop Awards, or something that's us? Make that the Grammy. Stop going. Stop being thirsty. Stop being thirsty and begging for a ticket and wanting to go. And then when you don't win, you see the songs that we all thought should have won didn't win. Stop fucking complaining about it. You know, like if it's not your job to complain, like if you're not the media, then stop complaining. That's facts. You know, Do something about it. You can't complain now. You 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 you, you, you in a <laughs> go ahead. You in a do something about it category. 
Damn. Why is even at Clive Davis's Grammy party talking about he's done with the Grammys? Be done with them then. If y'all really got beef with the way things are going and you are hip hop and you are music, why don't you do anything? Same thing with this Rock Nation brunch. Oh my God, I get so tired of it. And then people are like, you either on one side, you either on one side or the other. You're on the side of the people that are like, oh my God, I wish I can get in. I want to get in. Who's there? What were they wearing? Oh my God, this is the best party ever. Oh, you're on the other side of it where you were like, I don't give a fuck about it. And then people were like, oh, well, you don't, the only reason you don't care is because you weren't invited. You're mad because you weren't there. And I'm just thinking about what actually happens that I would want to be at this brunch. Like, is there business moves being made? Like, why is it that Jay-Z and Puff don't have something together yet? Like, what, what y'all wait on? Why is, why y'all not training people, bringing them up the ranks that we can see that y'all like, okay, this nigga, I'm teaching him the ropes of the business. I'm, this is going to be the next mogul. Y'all just like got all the secrets and like y'all just hiding it from everybody. You like, no, it's mine. And then y'all come together for these bullshit ass brunches where y'all really just propping up other fucking white designers that don't give a fuck about us. Y'all making them rich, stunting, you know, a whole bunch of broke niggas that don't got money, faking. And then there's the, all the real rich niggas laughing at them like, nigga, this should be a seminar on what, should, what you should be doing in the game of hip hop. Y'all, this should be a sit down dinner where niggas is taking notes and learning the business from Jay-Z, from Puff. You know, Kevin Hart was there giving the bullshit ass speech. Nigga, who, who are you bringing up? Who are we bringing up? Hey, you speaking. You speaking facts. Yeah, because I'm just tired of talking. I'm tired. I'm ready to do just like I'm ready for war. I'm ready for peace, too, if that's what we're going to do. I'm ready for whatever moves we're making, but just sitting in a room together in a whole bunch of designer clothes, not talking about nothing is pointless to me. It ain't nobody birthday. You know, I just want to just... <laughs> Ain't nobody birthday. I'm just tired of us fronting like we really mad. We're not mad. We're not mad. You know why? Because the ones that got it, they happy that they got it. And they don't give a fuck about the ones that don't. And they want to act like they do. You know, so I'm just, oh. I'm 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 gonna catch the rerun. I promise I am because I do want to see the Nipsey tribute. I do want to see it just to see it, but I just really I can't. That's another reason I can't wait till I ain't doing sports reporting no more. So I don't even have to watch the NFL no more. <laughs> like I'm just it's a lot of things that I'm just tired of giving my energy to and giving my time to. And a bunch of people was asking me why I wouldn't post the little the little comedian dude, Ari, whatever, on my main page, because it was on my story. And they was like, you have more views on your main page if you would just post it on there. Like, nigga, don't tell me how to run my social media, okay? I mean, it's not even about his clout. It's about my mental health, because I got almost 5,000 posts. And a lot of that is because this is before Instagram was letting you, like, do 10 posts and all that kind of shit. So it was like, a whole bunch of just shit that needs to be deleted. But a lot of that is trauma. It's black trauma. I suppose a lot of traumatic shit that was happening to us 
And every time I like to go down my own timeline and look at my shit. And every time I would go down and I would see all this trauma, it was just making me angry, making me sad and depressed all the time. So I don't want all that on my walls all the time. I don't. I get it. And I'm just like, don't tell me what to do, my nigga. Do not tell me what to fucking do on my own. That's some bullshit. He's saying some bullshit. So I just wouldn't want that bullshit on my shit anyway. Yeah, that there, no. I wanna, I wanna wrap up the the Kobe discussion. And just say, you know, Kobe, Kobe like really gave gave it his all in his sport, and to see him continue to give it all in his everyday life with his family, um, the way he was grooming his daughter the way he was loving on his other children and his wife and to see him so happy and people always say life is short. And I just, I got a question for you, Hustle. What do you do? What do you do that's longer than live life? Give, give life to others. You don't even do that. I gave life to somebody nine years ago. I've, I've been here 44 years. So when you say life is short, it's really the longest thing you actually do is live. You know, you I played professional basketball for seven years. That wasn't my whole life. I was a mom. I've been a mom for nine years. I've been married for almost 11 years. You know, I've done nothing longer than life. Nothing. And it's really just about what you do with your life, how you live your life. You know, so even if you were to die at 10 years old, if you had a great 10 years, it's a great 10 years. And I believe Kobe had a great 41 years. Gone too soon? Gone too soon? Absolutely. To me, he is. But the 41 years that he put out here, man, he lived. He lived to the fullest. Kobe Kobe buckets, baby. Mamba, man. You wanted to say anything before we move on? No, nah, and I just, I, I just, I like to say that I, I really had grew to appreciate him as a player when I got, as I got older, and I start understanding basketball more. I feel like in my, in my younger, my naive understanding of basketball, I was probably harder on him than I should have been, and I was looking at the combative side, the battle, the battle test side of basketball that he was doing. You know, to to win three championships, then to you know to go back and win two more. That's that's that was like a his mental is like it, he's he's a warrior. He was a true warrior. Like that's what that's what make him. You got to always put Kobe in the line of greatness. So yeah, he he's he's one of the greatest. Is he is he in your top five now? No, he's not in my top five. I didn't say that. I said he's great. Yeah, he is. <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to all my Kobe, right to Kobe fan. No, Kobe's a great. He's on a time great. He's not in my top five. No, <clears throat> no, no, we're not. Yeah, I'm not a liar. He's in your top five scores, though, or no? Scores. Uh, 
Yes and no. See, that's what I'm saying. See how you do? You, you being real. Um, see, I have to, I have to think about this because you know, in the sense of his his regular season performances are awesome, but his postseason performances, you know, I guess as a, as a regular season score, let me see. You got Michael Jordan. You got Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kobe out here is top five. I'll put him in the top five. Yeah. What do you think about him being in the top five scores and LeBron just passed him um, in scoring? He's now third on the list behind Malone and Kareem. What did I say about LeBron or what did I say about Kobe? LeBron as a scorer. Because that's the thing that he get, he takes the most knocks on in his game is he you know uh, he passes too much he's not he don't have that dog in uh, he don't take no, LeBron got dog in him man that's just the media narrative they push in the negative to you know it's just the just being honest LeBron is the best flawed superstar we've ever seen. He's the biggest flawed superstar we ever seen. But his IQ is so high that he knows how to cover up for his flaws in, mm-hmm. in ways, in most situations. Where most guys like Russell Westbrook, James, they don't know how to cover up for their flaws. It's like they meant to get the best of them or something. They get too over-eager or whatever it may be. They don't cover their flaws well. LeBron knows how to cover his flaws most of the time, and most of the time when it matters most. Okay. I thought it was real eerie that that happened like the day before, you know, he announced something. No, that, I thought that, that was super weird. We were talking about that. Even, Le, even LeBron said in his interview, did you see when he was talking about it? They were in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you know that's the team. He was like that. He LeBron was like that's the team that drafted him, and and you know he was just saying that's where he's from, and and that's where he got the shoes from him, and yeah, that was that was kind of good. I was like, I was, I wasn't thinking in the area sense. I was thinking in the more of a um, breath of fresh air, like like achievement. Like I'm happy Kobe got to see it. I'm happy LeBron. Got to pass Kobe while Kobe was still living. Yeah, that's what I was thinking more so. Like, at least they got to share that together before you know before before he passed before he passed away. Yeah, I, I you know the NBA always seems to get things right. You know, the NFL is always fucking up, but the NBA got it right. They announced already that Kobe is going into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, first ballot. You know what I mean? And so, for me, for for him to pass that torch, he, he, it seemed like he just officially, finally passed the torch to LeBron when LeBron passed him in scoring. And I love to see them together and tweeting and communicating because everybody wants them to hate each other so bad, you know? Just like people want – people that are LeBron fans – can't like Kobe, and people that are Kobe fans can't like LeBron. 
It's so weird to me. Like you I should hate like it. both of them and also understand that they're two completely different ball players. You know, so yeah. comparing them is kind of dumb if you think about it. You know, but they they got it right and the All Star game is coming up and I suggested just on my social media that they should wear eight and twenty four in the game. I think that would be great. I think that, you know, the teams will one side will all wear eights and one side all wear twenty fours will be incredible, a great way to pay homage to Kobe and just the NBA to to do what's right. Because we didn't just like it, imagine if Michael Jordan passed away. Like, come on, like you, you know what I'm saying? The NBA would move mountains to make sure that that it was done right. And I feel like Kobe should be up there. He should be up there, you know, as one of the the reasons that something dramatic happened this season. And that would be a great way to just pay homage to him. And with that being said, I wanted to ask you what you thought about the NBA All Star selections. Let's start with the West. Okay. Now I had a screenshot somewhere. I don't know where it is, but I'll put it up for you. See? I have to make they got it right. Did you see? Oh, here we go. I got it right here. It's not the it's not the screenshot, but I got the rosters right here. I want you to pull it up too, though. So you saw on the west. Um, now, what is your before we get into all this? What is your opinion on the All Star voting and the starters being no longer positioned? or a big man, small forward, power forward, guard, guard, as opposed to the best five. Whoever got the top five votes starts, however we mix it up, because that's kind of like how it is at open run, and that's really what the all-star game is, is open run. It's like LA Fitness. Niggas picking up five. You don't need a center if you got LeBron on your team. You see what I mean? Like, there's just certain things you don't have to have. What is your opinion on the way the all-star is being voted and, and the way – players are getting in. I don't really have a problem with the way they vote, man, because it's the, the fans got to say, and fans are going to be irrational at times. That's why they're called fans. It's fandom. And that's, they spend money on the game, so they got to have a say. So it's going to be some irrational shit going on when it comes with some irrational fans, but they love who they love. And we know that. So that's why you try to levy out the vote to 50, 25, 25, how you try to wear it out. But I don't have a problem with it. I, I love it. Because it, we, we get to, I mean, from a marketing standpoint and everything, you get to see what the fans like and what they want. So do you agree with the, the rosters and who was picked? The West? When the West was fine. I didn't have a problem with the West. I don't think anybody really, really had a problem with the West. Like, I, you know, I think that everybody kind of agreed with that. There were some people that was kind of questioning whether Brandon Ingram should have been in a position or whatever. To be a starter? No, just to, to be higher up because, you know, he's playing well. He's doing better than I thought he would over there. But I knew he was going to be great. No, oh, that's not an issue. Are you serious? Okay, well, I knew he was going to be great. Like I said, I knew what I know what kind of player he is. He had, he can do everything. He's a five-two player, so and he and he's aggressive. He look he likes contacts. So I knew what type of player he would be. So, so we kind of are cool with the West, right? I mean, the starters. You talking about the starters, correct? Yeah, 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 starters. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The West Star is done perfectly fine with so what's your problem with the East? Because a lot of people have problems with the East. So I want to hear what your issue with the East is. Uh, I don't, it's like, I feel like Jimmy Butler probably should be starting somewhere. Yeah. Over who? I don't, it's not that I have a problem. It's not that I have a problem with the East. It's just that I have a problem with the East. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Trey Young is, is my guy. He puts up astronomical numbers. He's a damn good player, and the fans love him. He's good for the NBA. Yes. But right now, he shouldn't be starting, man. Jimmy Butler should have that. Is your reason for this the same as most people in saying that the Hawks are absolute garbage, and that's why? No, it's it's, this, it's because Miami Heat are winning, and they're winning because of the imprint that Jimmy Butler is giving the team. So it is, it is because Trey Young. It ain't cause, no, I I expect I expect Atlanta to be trash because they're a young team all the way around. Mm-hmm. So they got a young John Collins in this what second third year, DeAndre Hunter's a rookie. Like they, they got all young guys in every position. Kevin Horder with his second, third year. They young. They center like I expect them to struggle because they be they're young. But Miami is like got the best home record in the NBA. They want the best to know, and nobody expected that. And it's because of Jimmy Butler, how he the input he put on the team. That if you look at the game, he he let those guys shine. He ain't out there trying to shoot 30 times. Man, he let he'll let Don go off. He let Duncan go off. He'll let Hero go off. Y'all play y'all game. He empowered them. He just he's showing you that he's a leader and, and he's the reason that Miami if, if you take Jimmy Butler off the team, they're in the lottery. Well, I mean, of course, he's the star. He is Yeah, the- so he yeah, I mean now, some people you could take a superstar off their team. Like, you could take Kimber Walker off Boston. They still don't. I don't want to do this with you because I already know where you're going with this. You finna try to take a shot at Kyrie and say that. No, I was saying Kimber, like Kimber Walker. I'm just getting an example. Like, Kimber Walker is starting. You could hear a superstar. You could take Kimber Walker off Boston. Boston's still gonna be good. I'm just saying that, that Jimmy Butler has changed nobody in the world probably looked at Miami and said, Miami going to the playoffs. Nobody, they were like, they need to trade for Chris Powell. They need to try to get, nobody looked at this Miami team and say, Miami going to the playoffs. I mean, but you know, if you think about it though, Hustle, it's, it's going to be eight teams in the East going to the playoffs and just keeping it real, the Heat ain't going nowhere. They're not going to the Eastern Conference Finals. It don't matter about that, but you, we don't know. Oh no, we don't. Just the fact that they're going like shit. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns can't even make the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look at the. You know what I'm saying? There's certain places like now you gotta. It's a growth process to winning, but you gotta give people props when they overachieve or, or even get their team to the level of just winning. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like because because to win is hard to do. It's hard to make it to the playoffs. He don't have a second superstar on his team. Well, Bam was playing awesome. Like, they don't really – now it's like you got to – it's hard to win in the NBA, period. They can try to downplay, but it's 
Do you think Ben Simmons is the reason that the Sixers are winning? Sixers have a good team. Um, it don't matter who it is. If you Sixers have the type of team where the, if you if you take Ben Simmons out and you put Joy and Embiid in the lineup, it's it's, it's just what they have a good team. It's just that when Embiid and Simmons are playing together, Simmons is in the way, or Embiid is in the way, depending on who you like or how you want to look at it. Okay, so you Butler, you think Tatum should have been in the starting lineup? A starter? Yeah. No, Tatum Tatum should be an all-star, but he turned it on late. He started kind of slow. That's what hurt Tatum. Tatum would have started the season like how you playing now. Tatum playing like he's one of the best small forwards in the NBA right now. Yes. We not there's no question on how he's playing right now. But he just started the season out playing this way. Okay. He yeah, it, Boston has been Gordon Haywood, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, take, like all of them had moments. It ain't you, you know. Yeah, I respect that. Um, so Zion is back. He came back last week. What did you think about his debut game? He played again last night, right? Mm-hmm. I, I watched mm-hmm. the debut game, and I'm just keeping it real. Like, okay. Zion made $95 million before he played in a single game. Okay? I, I don't know that. $95 million. The Greek freak is making $87 million in his salary. I don't see $95 million. I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see a big, a big strong basketball player, but I don't see greatness. What was you watching? I mean, I just, maybe. I'm just asking you a question. I'm just asking you a question. I know he's just getting back into the flow of the game. No, 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 no. What was you watching? I was watching. No, you couldn't have been, Miko. No, Miko Renee, listen to me. I'm just telling you. I'm talking about the first game back. I don't care. Any game. Go ahead. Any game. No, that shit unfair. Does he have a jumper to you, in your opinion? I don't know. But he don't have to. What do you mean he doesn't have to? Oh, man. You like Ben Simmons don't have to have a jumper? And he can do all this shit he's doing? I believe that. Ben Simmons is not lo- being looked at as the person that's going to take over the face of the NBA either. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. Listen to me. It, like, like no. I was, I, I watched. Like, no. It, it looked. He looked like a matchup problem. Just like man, he looked like he just like like he looked like LeBron James. No, like, he, he like. Le- I'm telling. He like LeBron James 2.0. No, no. I don't see that at all. I'm not saying he's going to be back. No, what I'm saying is he's a matchup problem. It's like, LeBron no. matchup problem. LeBron can do everything. Zion can't do everything. Well, LeBron can't. Listen, I'm a LeBron fan. It's my favorite player. You know this. Mm-hmm. When LeBron came in the league, did you see how he played in the summer league? Did you see how he played? Uh, did no one expect? Oh, and I no one. Expected him 
Just like when I saw Kobe playing young, I saw this is going to be a fucking killer. And a big I'm not saying he wasn't going to be great. I'm saying when he initially started, like it looked like when he first like when you didn't, it was like no, we knew he could. He, oh, he gonna he gonna learn the game gonna slow down. But no, he was flawed. He couldn't shoot. He could, that's why San Antonio was able to embarrass him. He couldn't if what? No, I'm saying to you is Zion Wilson. With his size and his jump, how quick he, he has the ability to enforce his will on the game, regardless of him, even if he can't shoot. I don't That's see how that. he, oh my, that's it. I don't see the IQ quite yet. I see a lot of athleticism. I see a You see that pass? The way he passed? I'll pass. I'm not, good. I'm not trying to shit on the man. I'm not, I don't, I'm not even saying that I'm right. What I'm saying is, I don't see it yet. I don't, and, I, and I'm going to give him until April. I'm giving him all the way until April because I feel like it's an unfair way to judge him. He's coming off an injury. I never was big. The dunks and all that is very exciting. That is very fun. I'm enjoying that. I've always enjoyed that since he was in high school. But I don't see the game just yet. That I'm talking about the field. Take over the NBA. I'm going to be the face of the French, of the whole NBA. I don't see it yet. And so, I hope I'm wrong. You know So who says Zion is going to be the face of the NBA? That's what they're trying to paint him as. When you give him $95 million before he plays in a single game, what are you saying to him? Are you talking about who, Nike? Whoever. I'm sorry, who, who paid him $95 million? Like, what was it? Yeah, Nike. I mean, that's not, that's not uncommon now, though. Yes, it is. For somebody that I don't think is going to be the face of the NBA, that's crazy. Oh. I don't see it. I, I see a good player that's going to be a matchup problem in certain situations, but without an actual jump shot, without seeing any type of handle, without seeing any type oh, of man. IQ. So, so you don't think he can handle? You don't think he got IQ? The man the pass like he passed. Listen. Miko, you play basketball. You sound disrespectful. The way to pass like he passed, that's IQ. The, the way he passed, no, Miko, no, no, Miko, stop. The way he passed the ball, you, it, oh, no, no, no. Passing is, passing is a skill. What are you talking about? I saw the passes, and it is a skill, and I didn't see yes. anything special about his passes. I didn't see that they were anything special. No, his pa I'm, okay. Well, for me, his passing, his, his passing, his for me, his passing is a is 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 above average. Is on that level. His athleticism is at a, over above average. His um, huh? What else? His finish, his finishing ability is above average. That's athleticism. And, no, no, you can still, you can be athletic and still can't finish. There's a lot of guys have to learn how to finish. That's sad. You can finish. That's sad. But go ahead. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm just being honest. Um, and and I feel like his handle for a four, if he because they got to play the four to five. His handle for a four or five and get to the basket. How tall is he? How tall is he? Probably six, 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 seven. You want to call him a forward? A four or five. Dribble the ball. Yeah, he can dribble. No. He played point guard in high school. Yeah, it's trash. 
Now we, I don't know what you was watching, but like I said, we're gonna see. We, you e-boying little kids. That's what he was doing. There was no. Real. I don't know. All I know is he could come back from injury, out of shape, no preseason, no nothing, and every game he's been uber efficient. That's because Double. he can actually hoop. He can hoop, but I don't see greatness. I don't see greatness. No, that's what I, I. I just don't know. I see a great piece on a team with 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 a with an actual great player on it. He'd be a great piece on somebody's team. He's never. I don't see him being the piece, the guy. How many rookies? How many rookies you seen come and do what he's doing right now? I, I, I'm looking at game. I don't care about how old you that's are. Not, see that? No, I'm saying that, I'm not. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you how many rookies since we've been watching basketball our whole life. Simmons was more impressive to me than he is. Oh. And he can't. We know he can't shoot. Oh, uh, oh my God! No, he can't okay. shoot. Okay. Sorry. No. I would take I'm this over Zion Williamson if I was picking up. Uh, a, a I definitely would, and I know Miko. You can't do that. Don't say that. Now I'm just telling you. I gotta see more. I see more. Ben Simmons. The it's it's the same. Listen to me. It's gonna be the same thing with Ben Simmons. And when the playoffs come, no, when the playoffs come and he can't shoot, they're going to lose because of him. Okay. Period. Are you they a, can act like they, they can act like they want to trade NB. We don't argue about that. We don't argue about okay. that. Okay. And, and remember I told you, Zion. was Zion, yeah, was Zion be the number one, once he becomes the number one option, oh, yeah, he's going to be a definite matchup for any – Yes, he's a matchup. I play basketball. You play basketball. I look at him. I his feel for the game. Oh, think about one second. Think about the league right now. Cause you tried to pull this bullshit on me before when you tried when I when With I who? when we was arguing about Ryan Tannehill and you fucking said that we talking about basketball, no, cause we got I, cause I just thought of a correlation of some bullshit you said. Oh, you said yeah, I have to chill because just because Ryan Tannehill's a game manager, so was Tom Brady and so was Peyton Man. Nigga, they was young. This is year eight for Ryan Tannehill. And you're going to try to sit here and tell me the same shit about Zion in year eight. You're going to be saying some dumb shit about him not having a handle yet, not having this and not having that. No. No, that's what Ben Simmons don't got in here in year four. Everybody know that. Whatever he is. Okay, you know? so no, we know. So no, Zion is. No, he can he can do everything. I'm gonna Damn. tell you right now today, January twenty-seventh, that I feel this way and in April twenty-seventh we'll revisit and I will let you know. Okay. And, and I'm gonna tell you right now, on January twenty-seventh, in in one game, Zion has made and attempted more threes than Ben Simmons. Yes, that's fine. We would know that about Ben though. But yeah, I know. Ben, Got a handle. You still can't check the nigga. He ain't shooting no threes. The nigga Who can't, can't check him? A lot of people can't because I don't know why he's still scoring like a motherfucker. Dang. Because it's a regular season. Yeah. So Zion should be balling, right? Hey, are you still? I've, I've only seen him. He's he, he on the minute restriction and still working. Yeah, he should. It's, he should. Look how big he is. That doesn't mean you're great, nigga. It's a lot of niggas that was big and strong and athletic and didn't do shit in the league. Not, no, but none of them is like Zion. I know. I know. I he's, a, he's, a, he's a unique athlete. We're going to see. 
We're going to see. Um, in light of Kobe's passing and his daughter was, you know, on the helicopter with him, I wanted to get your opinion on this story. I actually had this for Friday before this passing happened. And the question was when LeBron went to Bronny's game when they were in Boston and the reporters were like, oh, you know, they got lost. They, they got cooked by 32. LeBron only had 15. And, you know, he broke his routine to go see his son play. And after the game, they asked LeBron, you know, what he thought about it and if he would have did it again. And he said, absolutely, because my family comes before this whole sport, before everybody, the Lakers, the fans, Bronny, Bryce, and all them come before all of y'all. And he caught hell for that. Like, people was really mad. And now that we see that Kobe has passed, and now everybody's just like, man, hug your kids, spend as much time as you can, do everything. Do you think that that changed people's opinion and perspective on LeBron saying, fuck y'all, I'm going to go to as many of Bronny's games as I possibly can, even if it fuck up my routine with the Lakers? Nah, yeah, nah, man, because it's LeBron. People like to hate LeBron, for one. And, and it's just... And nah, it's just shit. It's LeBron. And it's some hateful people in this world, period, too. So people like that LeBron one. And it's just some hateful people in this world. So that shit ain't gonna change. It's like they gonna they gonna they gonna separate that shit. They gonna separate that shit. You know what I mean? And have look kiss their kids and still come back and be like, motherfucker, what you should be at the gym. Well, you know I'm not lying, that's why you laughing. Yeah, you ain't. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I'm just glad he said it because I feel like that was a moment. Like, you know how sometimes you have the, 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 the mic is on and the lights are on and whatever you say right now is just going to be used against you. Either whatever you say. And I'm just proud that he basically was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all. I'm going to do me. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. I don't regret it. I don't take it back. No, it was the right decision. You know, I, w I saw my son play. And now, like, I'm just looking back at that, too, like, yeah, fuck y'all. Like, this really is a game. And I get that he's paid a lot of money to do it. But so what? Stop watching them. People are always like, I can't believe athletes make millions of dollars and play a game. They stop watching. That's, that's the only reason they do. That's nobody why they make money. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to watch you burn the fries at McDonald's, my nigga. That's why they don't pay McDonald's employees that much money. Whatever you're doing that's not paying you a lot of money, it's because everybody can do it and no one wants to watch you do it either. That's it. So if you got a problem with athletes making a lot of money, stop fucking watching. That's it. Oh, go do it. Or try to do it and you know you can't. That's why you're arguing. You're mad about them making money while helping them make the money. <laughs> like, it's just stupid to me. And it is a game. But you have made it a profitable game for us, most of us, because we are the best athletes in the world, the black race. And this is one of the ways that we're able to capitalize and make a whole lot of money in a small window of time and stop hating. Okay? Let us eat. Let us fucking eat off, off of the reason. The reason we're able to eat like this is because the white man fucking bred us to be super slaves. 
And now we're using it to our advantage. Now you done put all this DNA together with these super – it's the only reason Le- LeBron – there is a LeBron because y'all I goddamn was, was mating us. She said mating us. I thought you were gonna say steroid in the chicken. <laughs> um, <there's, laughs> what? I thought you were gonna say steroid in the chicken. Well, you know that's that too. But that that's LeBron was probably he might have came out right when that shit started for real. Because you know back in the day, our parents and our grandparents they weren't eating the same chicken weed. It wasn't. No. It wasn't even breathing the same air, drinking the same water. You know, like, it just was different. Now the world is way worse. Everything is so bad. Even the vegetables are corrupt. I'm a vegan, and, and that's not because I think that our plants aren't fucked up. It's just that if I'm going to eat fucked up food in any way, it's not going to have a heartbeat. That's it. It's not going to have any trauma associated with it. Because you, I'm a firm believer in this, and, and, you know, a lot of people disagree. But I believe whatever you put inside of you, it affects you, and you're putting the trauma of other animals inside of you. It's going to have an effect on you, you know? I feel that way. Yeah, so I, I just not to. I just, it's my choice. It's my life. We all have a different path. I'm walking mine. You walk yours, okay? Um, the drama with the Clippers, if you've been hearing about it. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing about it. When there's smoke, there's fire, right? All yeah, these- everybody knows. My person uh- wants to. All these alleged stories that the the other players on the team were upset because they're getting special privileges. They talking about the practices are shorter. They skipping practices. They calling practices off. Then we fuck around to see Kyrie, Kyrie, Kawhi in the strip club getting a lap dance, and they calling it load management. You ain't see the video? Say what? <laughs> it's a video. Oh, Kawhi in the strip club. Yes, fun guy. Man. Kawhi ain't no goddamn stroke. Y'all, man, let me see the video. Send that bitch to me. Get a whole new balance hoodie. Getting, a, getting lap dances. It's so crazy because it looked like it was a setup because it would look way too light. Like, when I go to the strip clubs, it's dark. You know what I'm saying? I really want to see it. It was lit up. It was a little too bright for me. I like to, you know, I'm a little nasty when I get in the strip club. And I don't really like everybody seeing what I'm doing, you know. And so that would have been too bright for me. I wouldn't have felt comfortable tipping the pussy in that type of lighting. I would have been like, yo, like it's like my fucking podcast room. I was like, yo, y'all dim the lights in here so I could, you know what I'm saying, play with the pussy a little Dinner bit. The lights. Yeah. And so there's multiple videos of him getting a lap dance in the strip club. And then all, this, is, this is after all these allegations came out that the other players on the team were upset because um, him and him and um, Paul George are, you know, changing practice times and canceling some practices because they need they feel like rest is more important. And the players are like, no, it's going to have a negative effect on us. We need more practice. We need more work together. We need more. And, you know, it's, everybody's quiet about it. Nobody wants to come together and say who the sources are. We ain't figured it out yet. But I that's really... Of, hmm? That's probably why Kawhi playing so hard right now. Oh, yeah, because that came out? Yeah, no, it, it kind of like it all makes sense. That's why he's going to eat 30, 6, 7, 3 games. Because they talking shit about them not 
practicing and shit. He's like, I don't got to practice, motherfucker. Yeah, we talking about practice? <laughs> I don't know. That's what it seems like, though, when you think about it. She ever played as hard this late early in the season? I love the drama of it because, you know, the Clippers came across like, like this whole, like this organization that just scammed everybody. Like, gotcha, bitch. You know what I'm saying? They had all these, these trades happen and take place. They kept Lou Will. They kept uh, Harrell, uh, Trez. They were able to keep a, a great and important group of guys and still bring in those stars. And it just seemed like it was just a perfect storm. And to see the drama unfolding now, I'm like, yes! Fuck yes. They like everybody else. Niggas, is, niggas ain't with this shit. You know, like, like, I just can't imagine how hard Beverly plays and he cool with load management. I just can't see it. I don't get it. He would act like he was cool. My trans seemed like the one who got an issue with it. Mm. My old Pastor Beverly, like, I know who I am. When I, when I know who I am. Somebody can remember. Earlier, somebody said something in the interview, like, we don't have an identity because we don't practice enough and we don't do this. And he was like, I know who I am. I know, I was like, he was cool. But I, I know, I think my trans seemed like he seems to me as one of the guys that has a problem with it. But he needs to hard to work on the team so I can understand him having a problem. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Montrez, like, like I, I, I've been I, – I watched Montrez in the Clippers, and it's not who, who he really is. When, when you really want to see who Montrez is, you need to come to the Drew League and watch him play. No, Montrez can shoot threes. He can play like a guard. He, like, he can play small forward. He can handle the rock. He can shoot three. He can do all that. He's yeah. playing a role for the Clippers right now. Yes, he is. I, I seen him play in college. I know. I love. I love basketball. This is no. I seen him play in college. He can do everything. He's playing a role right now for that team. That's why. That's probably why he pissed off on the bullshit that he had to put up with. Yeah, because he's one of those guys that I've always felt like if he went onto a different roster, if he he's trade bait. You know what I'm saying? He could be like an impact, like a starter that is an impact player, like a th- like second or third option on somebody's team, you know? And so I could see him being bothered by this whole situation because he's probably like, nigga, this is it. They saw last year when they – and they had no chance of beating the Warriors because Kevin Durant was healthy. But the, the way they scared the Warriors, the way they had niggas shook, I feel like – Yes, I feel like they feel like – Shit, last year was just a warm-up. This is the year right here. We got to get past – we get past LeBron and them Lakers. We we out of here. You know, so I feel like he probably feeling like, hey, nigga, I don't know how long my window going to be here. And, you know, a nigga like him, if I get to get a championship or not, if I'm him, I'm going to get the bag after this season. Fuck out of here. You know he going. This is free of the year? Yeah. I'm going to get the bag. They got to win it. And he probably like, let me win it all. Let me give me a shot at winning it all before I say fuck it and just go after money after this. You know? So, I don't know. No, you got to chase the money regardless. Yeah, but sometimes you don't in the NBA because all their contracts are guaranteed. You get other opportunities, which is what I like. Players have options. You can still make a lot of money and not chase the bag and, and win a not- chance. If you much as hair though, you got to chase the bag. Well, now, now, you can say that for, for Chris Powell, for LeBron James, or those type of guys. 
But a dude like Montrezl Harrell, who's already had a few years in the league, he's a hard worker, lunch pail worker. Mm-hmm. Like his value going to decline quicker than those guys. Right. So he got to get the bag quick as possible. So once they offer the bag, he got to get it. Yeah. Um. How you feeling about um, the way the, the East and the West is shaping up? Are there any surprise teams? Because we're at the halfway mark. People think the All-Star game is the halfway mark. It's not. It's technically no. Any surprises? You know, John Moran, he is out here just doing what I kind of thought he was going to do. But, you know, his team ain't really – they've won – what is it? They've won like 12 games in a row or some shit like that. But you know, they're just not going anywhere. But I do enjoy what I'm seeing in him. I I like this kid. Like he is impressive. He looks like he has more of a face of the league than Zion. And maybe that's because he had a full preseason. He's had a full regular season so far. Or maybe he has a game that you like that's pretty. Right. Let's you find. This that grabs people's attention. That's yep. a seat filler. Maybe he has that. You said okay. Zion is everything. Zion. Oh, no. I, oh, yeah. Zion is a beast. It's like he's a matchup. I'm saying for No, see, you heard what I said about Morant. Now, Morant is a great – he's a superstar player. He's going to be a superstar for sure. But I'm saying he's still a seat filler. He's electrifying. He's quick. He's – Oh, he talks shit. He everything, every anything you want in the basketball player, Morant has. He just sits three, sit whatever that side is. Yeah, it's just a different because Zion has all that. He six seven, but he two something with a vertical like he forty something inch and move like Jerome Bettis. Like it's different because we ain't seen nothing like that. Yeah. Morant is nice because his IQ so high. He can do everything good, and he plays within himself. He's like Russell Westbrook with IQ. Mm. That's and a can great, shoot a little bit. That's a great way to put it. He, the jumper still isn't where it needs to be, but it's enough. It's enough. No, his, his jumper is nice. What? I'm telling you. I know the, no, it's ugly. <laughs> no. But it's nice, meaning he makes it. You can't leave him open. Ain't no Rondo. Ain't no no. He shooting no, like no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that a more consistent jumper is the is the one thing. If he needs to work on anything in his game, it would be that. That's just what I. Think. I just think he just needs experience. He just needs to yeah, keep that's, playing. That's gonna come with experience and seeing more more basketball and seeing. No, more- man. This- I'm telling I watch every I don't watch so many games. I I ain't seen I haven't seen a rookie point guard come in and play like him shit since Chris Paul probably in a sense. You know what I'm saying? But he's better. Like he's better. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying like, my this is the best point guard I've seen coming in, in in decades. I don't, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful to nobody. Because Steph Curry, Steph Curry is nice. You know what I'm saying? Steph Curry is probably the top five. He, what would you say? I hate on Derrick Rose. Who? 
See, I'm not hating on Dead Rose. I'm not saying. Look at Dead Rose well, right now. I feel so sorry for him being on this sinking ship. He tried he, <laughs> he to trade him. Nobody will take a trade bait. Like, I just want him to be freed. I feel like he finally got his body together. I don't know. He eating better, trained different. No. But he's Dead Rose, nice. And he's just on a sinking ship right now. Yeah, you know, he got game. And he nice. He he he's nice. I'm not, he's a good player. He's healthy. He's always been nice. He's always been fucking nice. Yeah. Shit. He just couldn't stay healthy. And I. But no, you were trying to compare Morant to him. No, 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 no. I was saying no. Coming in as a rookie, yeah, you gotta you gotta give Derrick Rose his props, dog. Come on. No, no Derrick Rose was great as a player. He was an athlete. You said, point guard. you said point guard, and I said Derrick Rose. Oh, no, Derrick Rose was nice, but he's not like, he don't got the ceiling of Morant. That's only he don't got the ceiling of Morant. I think that was only you, you, That's two totally different things. He does not have the ceiling that Morant has. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Fuck, I'm not saying Rose didn't have a, wasn't a great rookie, didn't have a great rookie year. No. He just don't got to sit in that Morant guy. Okay. Morant can shoot. He can pass. He. Derrick Rose yeah, was he can, no. a mid-range game. He just didn't have a three ball. Derrick Rose couldn't even throw an alley hoop when he was in, when he first came in the league. Listen. I'm not. I'm not saying. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to say stuff like that. Some people be thinking, of, no, I'm keeping it real. That road is, is a. He was a great athlete, just like how John Wall is a great athlete, and they do their thing. They impact the game how they do. But he couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot. If you put a bigger guard on him, he struggled. He couldn't make pocket passes. He couldn't throw alley hoops. You know things the point guard do when they run. He can do it now. If you watch him now, he's doing those things now. He couldn't do that when he first came in the league. So I'm not saying he's not. No, Morant, Morant can do everything. You're right. Everything. That's why they, that's why they winning as, as, as him as a rookie in the West. He can do every. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range. He can control tempo, make the right play, throw the alley hoop. Nah. No. He can, he can do shit right now. Derrick Rose still can't do. Okay. I'm just telling you. Being disrespectful. I'm but just telling you. Okay. Him to lead his team to the finals, then don't we? To the Western Conference Finals. Who is Morant? Oh, oh, Morant gonna definitely he gonna he gonna do some special. Him and him and Triple J. Him and Triple J gonna do some special shit. LeBron retired. Oh yeah, LeBron only got a few more years left. Like he's not, yeah, he only got no, no, no dude come in winning championships in their first three years in the league. You know what I'm saying? No dude. Mm. Look at you. No. Oh yeah, motherfucker don't come in winning. <laughs> Moving on. I meant to bring this up last week, but I got distracted. That's why I said I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna watch my notes. I'm gonna make sure I don't miss none. It's gonna be a long ass episode, but. I was talking about the WNBA and their new CBA agreement. You know, we talked about the good and the bad of it and talked about how they're trying to compete with players going overseas. 
and, you know, just competing in general with women that are doing other jobs besides playing in WA. We saw Maya Moore is again going to, you know, not play in the WNBA this season because she wants to, you know, do other work. And she can do that because she can play ball overseas. Yeah. And make good money. She can make money in endorsement. She has all these other avenues of making money. And I believe that the WNBA is seeing that and realizing, like, damn, this league we never really cared about anyway is going to fold if we don't, like, put some effort into it. And they did. And and one way that I saw that they could lose players again is that the big three announced that women can play now. Oh, my God, the face he's making. (laughs) What is your opinion on the big three allowing – now, let me just say this. It is not just women because one of the reasons I was pissed that I couldn't get Brent in the the big three is because they they weren't allowing anyone that wasn't – a professional basketball player. Now they're opening it to professional sports and professional athletes across the board, including women. Now we're not talking about the other athletes right now. I just want to hear your rude opinion, because I know it's about to be some bullshit. Your opinion on women playing in the big three. Oh, okay. You say you want me to say some bullshit. Okay, don't get mad. I'm just trying to tell you, it's a waste of time. I don't know what they're doing, how, what the fuck are they trying to accomplish. I, this this women equal shit is going too fucking far. Mm. So there's I'm no not, three, so why can't they play? Why the fuck? That shit don't fucking make sense. The reason they have abuse. Just like they have fucking abuse. If a, ain't no abuse. We don't have... You, we don't have a bunch of fucking cases of abuse with no women beating up men, slapping them up and overpowering them and beating them up and rape. No, we don't see that shit. But we see it with men. We see it with men doing it to women. Like, no, we're physical. We're vigorous. But it don't. That shit's stupid. It don't. Man, come on, man. You know, like, it's like this common sense in life, bro. Like, I'm not trying to be rude. Like, we're stronger. We're bigger. Like, God made us. We're different. We're not the same. Double standards don't got shit to do with a man and a woman. We ain't the same. I'm a man, you're a woman. We different. We well, we check we no. Let me say this. So you think that all men are equal? Because if you think about it, if they're gonna open it up to other professional athletes, you, I, I can imagine Tio, maybe Ocho Cinco, some other football players, um, maybe some track athletes are going to want to try out. And I personally feel like a lot of WBA players will cook them niggas. But because they're men, you feel like they should get the opportunity just because um, the they have a dick and balls. Nah, they can be more skilled than them. Like, we're not – just like it's a lot of players that are more skilled than Derrick Rose or more skilled than Russell Westbrook. Like, it's just common sense. Like, Steph Curry's probably way more skilled than Russell Westbrook. But I feel like the reason that a lot of the guys would make the team is just because they're men, not because they're more skilled. No, I'm saying to you is, it's like it's a a physicality part that plays a part regardless of what kind of skill these females have. When it comes down to basketball, it's still a physicality part that plays a part in the game. It's still athletic. 
Like it just talking to a girl that played against men her entire life and bust their motherfucking ass as brawny and as strong and as physical as they were. I had grown niggas swinging on me on the court because every time I crossed one of them niggas, laid them up or hit a jumper, I was like, who got the girl? And then they want to fight. Like, just because a, a man doesn't... It's the niggas that can't play. Yeah, it's got a lot of motherfuckers that I feel like... But we ain't talking about people that can't play. When you come to the big three, when you come to them motherfuckers can play. Open up. If you're going to open up the tryouts for niggas that possibly can't play, that think they can play just because they played another professional sport, why wouldn't you let women try out? Doesn't mean you go... I don't think they're going to pick them up. I, I, I don't have a problem. You know, oh, you said they want to try out. Man, you know what? Let the women try out. Exactly. Let them get their ass ran over right on shaft, in, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know, man. the fuck over to because it, this is my opinion, and this is me speaking from the aspect of, you know, work, attempting to work with the Big Three this summer. It doesn't appear that women are an important thing for the Big Three. They don't have any female broadcasters. They had two women kind of sub in here and there. There was plenty of opportunities that came up during the season for them to put me or Sheena or Christina, you know, some of the other black women that were, you know, doing our own thing. And they just chose not to. So sure. I don't see them. I think they're doing this just to be like, okay, well, women can try out too. Because now it's like, well, shit, if we going to let niggas that didn't even hoop try out, why aren't we letting people that actually hoop their whole life that play on a professional level try out? And I'm sorry. And Kobe said this um, last week. And I'm going to quote him. Kobe said, Diana Taurasi, Elena Del Don, and Maya Moore are NBA ready right now. What is your opinion of that? Kobe Bryant. They could be. Those three could be. So you're trying to say that they shouldn't, they, they would get trucked and done, all disrespected in the big three? It's a hell of niggas in the big three that's playing that's not. Yeah. No, they could do their thing offensively and yeah. do their thing. But on defense, they're going to get trucked. Yes. Just like, how, hold on. Let me finish. That's what I said. I was saying, I'm not knocking that. I'm not. It is some older cats. So cats that you be like, oh, shit. They can do this, so they can't do this. But those three, yeah, but you think those three might. I'm not saying they can't or don't. I don't know. They could. They they look good as, w, as WNBA players. So I can't discredit them and say, no, they can't come to the end. Because to me, if you can shoot, you can shoot. If you can dribble, you can dribble. If you can do all that, you can do all that. But it's, yet it's still size and athleticism and speed matters. And, yeah, they can say this and say, no, they are cold WNBA players. They still finna get guarded by some super quick ass Frank Nitty ass niggas. No, it's one Frank Nitty in the league, my nigga. That's not trying to act like the big three is filled with niggas like Frank Nitty. It's one of him. One. It's a lot of washed, out of shape, don't want to get in shape, just miss. I don't know, man. Playing in the big three, and then you have some superstars like some Joe Johnsons, and you got some Steven Jacksons. And goddamn, like, don't try to play with me. I've been watching all three seasons. I worked with them all summer. The big three is filled with bums. Let's keep it real. Everybody can't fucking hoop. No more. Put a name on it. Yeah, I did. I will. Trust me. 
Trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the season to start. It's going to get nasty now that I know niggas ain't trying to give me a job. I'm going to be myself. Way more of myself. You know, but right. I believe that they should. And this rolls me back around to the reason I even brought this question up was now what, what the, what, this is what the big three players make. They make $90,000 minimum if you make it through the season. Now, I imagine they may – the league is going to grow next summer. So that was only nine games. You're getting ten racks a game. And the WBA is just now letting players make six figures. <laughs> like, me personally, I really <laughs> get racks one game a week. Half Oh, yeah, I'm out there. I'm in shape. I'm doing, I'm doing push-ups and P90X and all kind of shit. I'm finna go get to the money. They tripping. You even make the playoffs. That's if you're not a – guess just a regular player on the team. You're not a captain. That's just show up every week for nine weeks on a Saturday or a Sunday. They, don't, they have practice the day before for 30 minutes. So if you play on a Saturday, you have practice on Friday – for 30 minutes, and then the game is on Saturday. And if you play on Sunday, you have practice for 30 minutes on a Saturday, and they fly you in, they put you in a hotel, and you get $10,000 to play a half-court game to 50. Nigga, that should, they, they need it. That's what the WBA need. They need to see that. I would. No, I would. the WNBA needs to make their own big three. Nobody will come, just like they don't come to the WNBA shit. They need to go ahead and jump in on this men's shit because they're filling up the arenas when they're when they having these games. And get out there and get, and get this money right quick. Get this money, cross some of these old heads over, embarrass a couple niggas, and let niggas see that bitches can hoop too. I wouldn't mind, though, because it might be some females out there giving niggas work and they have, ooh, yes. hey, it could, you never, like... Cause Maya Moore looks like she, like, Probably. yeah, yeah. Cause this is, I I looked at a few women. Cause I'm I can go in like a motherfucker. And I looked at a few women. I was like, oh yeah. You have so them three, yeah, them three names, yeah. Respect. Yeah, you got to get a motherfucker respect. Hey. I ain't lying. Let me uh let me give Joe Rogan some respect. He did something that a lot of people. <laughs> Afraid to do, and he read the fuck out of Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Smith is one of those people that I really fucking hate. Like, like people tell me all the time. Like, I got offered jobs to cover to like sideline report and play by play for hockey, and I turned it down because I don't fucking know hockey. And there was like, no one's gonna care. We just need a girl. We just need you to know the bases. We'll teach you the bases. We'll kind of tell you what to say and. All you need to know is just the basics and just sound passionate about it. Sound like you know what you're doing. I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I need to really know what I'm talking about. Stephen A. Smith is not one of those people. You fucking ask him to show up to a job. I'll do it. I'll do it. What sport is it? I, I got it. I got it. You know, he don't know everything. You don't, Stephen A. Shut up. Your basketball IQ is trash to me. Every team you pick loses all the time. You pick the wrong guys all the fucking time. And you, when you finally get on board, it's already clear that the nigga is dumb. You know? And so he went and he did a post-game interview with um, 
um, Connor. The nigga Connor came back like I tell you, Omar Kelly talking that goofy shit about this nigga cowboy. I said, nigga, call this nigga. So when Connor beat him in 40 seconds, and it was a shock to us all, and this nigga Stephen A. Smith had the audacity to say that he basically, Beijing, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? I don't understand what the fuck she doing down there. Sorry. He had the audacity to shit on this man. Like, this man is a professional. This man is a fighter. And Joe Rogan said it best. Like, it's not like football. It's not like basketball. Like, this is a fight. It's a fight. And just because somebody beat you in 40 seconds doesn't mean you're a bum or doesn't mean you weren't prepared. It doesn't mean you aren't good. It simply means a nigga caught you, and that can happen in fighting. And for him to then say, Connor showed him nothing. What are you talking about? The man then lost his last two fights. He ain't played in almost two, ain't fought in almost two years. And he came in and did exactly what a nigga that's, that's asking for another shot at the belt is supposed to do, which is take a nigga down immediately. Immediately, like what I say, <laughs> expeditiously. What's wrong with Smith? Then he gonna get on his Instagram and he's such a Kardashian. He get on my fucking nerves. Like he really thinks he's somebody. Like nigga, you are the media. Stop trying to be the athlete. I know you wanted to be the athlete. I know your hairline is playing tricks on you. I know your mustache is trash. But you are not the athlete, my nigga. You're you're not. And it just seemed like ever since he got that little check from ESPN, he just want to have his hand in everything. He want to just yell and think he knows everything. And he sounded absolutely ridiculous. Maybe you don't agree. Do you, do you feel that he, he, he had a point at all? See, I don't like the shit on my black men, regardless of who was Steve or whoever it is. But, no, he didn't have a point at all. He was being disrespectful to the sport, to me. He wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but his opinion was disrespectful. It was disrespectful to both competitors. It was disrespectful to the time of preparation that McGregor put in to come into this fight and the time of preparation that Cowboy put in to put in to, to come into this fight and the technique and the style that Conor McGregor attacked Cowboy. And he disrespected everything about it. Like, it was like somebody who lacked knowledge, he was ignorant to the sport. He just took a, it was a passive-aggressive way of discussing the sport. And it was, I mean, and anybody I, who knows the sport seen it, he was wrong. How they was talking about, like, nigga, if you saw one of these two niggas in the elevator, you wouldn't have the same that fucking that clown nose that you got on your fucking face, my nigga. I guarantee you, you wouldn't say none of that goofy shit. You ran to these niggas in a, in a closed elevator. You would shut the fuck up. Cause one thing about these fighters, they they got CTE, nigga. They they gonna react. They don't think about what they did to you later. They gonna fuck you up if you say some unpopular shit about them. He was like he was like Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz will. Attack him with no problem. No problem. Take whatever L he got a hold. If he got to get arrested, whatever it is, 
Nigga, that fucking clown nose would have been slapped off your fucking face. Like, you're, he's just so disrespectful. And then he thinks he's so right. He kept interrupting Joe Rogan. Like, oh, I love you, man. I, I, I have to disagree with you. Nigga, no, you don't. You should have been listening. You, know, you, should, you should, yeah. Like, damn, I'm tripping. Maybe you are right. I, okay, yeah. So I should see it that way because you know, because you've done this. You've been here. You've been covering this. You know, this is all Joe covers. And for you to just come, that's almost like Joe coming on Stephen A's platform and saying something like, oh, well, I don't think Iverson was that great. Because that's what Stephen A is famous for, is covering Allen Iverson. He knows more about Allen Iverson than anything he actually does know in life. And imagine him having to sit down with Joe Rogan about Iverson. And then Joe Rogan saying, well, I mean, he didn't win any championships, so he really wasn't nothing. He was a nobody. Like, he got swept by the Lakers. Yeah, he won that one game. It was a fluke, and he got swept after that. He was never anything since then. He he lost all his life. Could you imagine how Stephen A would feel? Boy, he'd be mad. This is really bad for me. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. You don't hear it today. Yeah, and, and I, just, I just feel like he just needs to shut up sometime. Like, it's not about you. The, the character you trying to play is it's not always appropriate. Like, do you have an off switch? Do you have an off button? Are you this nigga all the time? Like, it's just, it's, it makes I guess me- he made his money, he switched it to it. Like, yeah. he, he went in, like, he went to his Andrew Dice Clay mode. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just so annoying. I'm just so happy that Joe Rogan isn't doing what everybody else is doing and just letting this shit slide. And he's like, not in my sport, nigga. You ain't right. And, uh, me and well, they was killing him. And they was killing him in the interview. You hear me? That nigga. And what's the The numbers. Everybody was watching. Nigga, everybody was going to watch Look at the numbers. Everybody watching the garden because it's Conor McGregor. He always bring in the most numbers. Yeah, that like, shit to do with you. You, you bitch ass nigga. We was actually surprised you was even there. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing here? What the fuck is he doing here? Man. Oh, that, and then Joe was like, man, he said, you, I would have rather had you on this. I would have rather had you out there with me. I don't want to be on this. I don't want to be talking UFC boxing with Stephen A. Smith. No, Stephen A. Smith is a nice guy. No, but here, he, he, he don't know what he's talking about. Well, he was, he was just digging. He was going in on him. I was like, damn. passionate about his sport. He's passionate about not just the actual sport, but the commentary. Because what people need to understand about these fights is like, this shit is like, it's different than other sports. You could lose your life. You know what I'm saying? And and then for you to lose, get your face cracked open and the shit that they do and to humbly return. And you know what I'm saying? Take that type of L home with you in front of your family. The last thing you want to hear is some fucked up looking basketball reporter talking shit about you and saying you wasn't prepared and then on other side was saying you didn't show me anything. You got a broke jaw. You got a broke eye. You know what I'm saying? You got, how can you say he ain't trying to compete? You got a broke jaw. We didn't even expect the show to punch us. Hell, you mean? He's just embarrassing, man. He's just embarrassing. And shout out to Joe Rogan for putting this bitch ass in his place. Finally. Yo, you did your thing. That was nice. Yeah, somebody <laughs> finally fucking did it because I've really just been tired of him just getting away with all this dumb shit, you know? 
Remember I told you that one episode I was going to destroy him on all the smoke. And I decided not to do that out of respect for Stack and Matt Barnes. Because even though I don't agree with how they interviewed him, the line of questions, the lack of questions, you know, they appear to be fans of his instead yeah. of like actually, you know, interviewing him. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna take them down because first of all, they're new. I can tell they're new at podcasting. You know, they don't really have a have a grasp on exactly how this thing goes. They just have great guests, and they're talking, yeah. and it's fun, but. I just feel like there's some things lacking about their show, and it's not my job to point it out. It's not. It's none of my business. They were two people that I was supposed to be going into business with on that show, and I somehow got left out of it. Cool. But I feel like it would have made me look weak if I would have destroyed that episode, because that's really what I wanted to do, and it was really, it had nothing to do with shitting on them. It had everything to do with holding Stephen A. accountable and, and saying, like, these are the questions he won't answer. These are the questions he can't answer. And nobody's making him answer them. You know, he has been silent after it has been proven that that fucking waiver was bullshit. He's silent now. Ain't no, you know what, I was wrong. The NFL did try to pull one over on Cap. Ain't none of that happening. Because he's not a real nigga. He didn't do none of that. That's true. He didn't. He didn't step up. He didn't own into it. Yeah. But, Let's talk some football. We got on the subject. Um, a lot of stuff in the news before we do the recap. Um, let's talk about this Revis versus Sherman thing. So, let me just preface this with this: the day before the real Revis called himself just being a, bat, a football critiquer or having an opinion, I got sent a picture of him current time, meaning that day, which was the day before this. And not only does he have titties, but he got a baller belly. You know what a baller belly is? <laughs> it ain't huge, but... For a quarterback in the NFL, is pretty big. And his titties are protruding through his shirt, too. And so Jesus. a lot of people don't know that he looks like this, and he's sitting up here with smoke for Richard Sherman. Now, that has nothing to do with who's right and who's right. You can show absolutely right with titties and a belly. So, Darrell, let me give you the, the, the playoff, and then you tell me whose side you on. Darrell Revis basically said Sherman needs to stop acting like he's so good when all he does is pretty much play three week is the defense that he has, you know, excelled in. It's called three week. And um, he said that it's easy for you to claim to be the best when you never follow the number one receiver. You never sh shadow anybody a whole game. You played behind. Both teams you've played on have been probably – like the, 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 the Seahawks defense is going to go down in history as one of the greatest defenses ever. This 49ers defense this year, it's one year, but it doesn't matter. All you need is one year in the NFL. It could possibly go down as one of the greatest. What 
And then and Darrell Revis, on his end of it, he created Revis Island, where his sole job was to shut down a receiver, a number one receiver on another team. He says, if you can't do that, you can't be number one. Sherman says, you can. You just have to play your role. And when the opportunities come, you make sure that you, you show that you're great. Whose side are you on? I mean, it's not a side, it's just shit. Richard Sherman is right. Why is Richard Sherman right? Because it's, it's, um, it's sport. It's more than one way to skin a cat. It's game when it comes to playing the game of football. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't play the same way every week and every year. That would be dumb and stupid. So right. if, if you can't get mad if, if a coach has a scheme, if it's the cornerback job to go and execute that scheme. If you disregard or you disrespect that cornerback greatness and execute that scheme, you're basically saying that we can take Richard Sherman out the picture and play Orlando Scandrick in that same place right there with Richard Sherman at, and we're going to get the same results. Respect. That's I, basically I see it as this. I see them both being correct. They, two things can be true. One is Richard Sherman has been playing three weeks, the majority of his career, and it is a defense where you don't have to do a lot of work. The only thing you have to do is make sure you don't get beat deep. That's it. It is a very, very fun defense for a corner to play. And the way that Revis is correct is this. It, the best corners in the league are not the corners that play a great scheme. The best corners in the league are the best corners in the league, period. Now, you can, you can, you can prove uh, Revis correct by putting them, switching their, their roles. Put Darrell Revis on the Seahawks those years Richard Sherman was there. Do they still do as good as they do? Do they still win the Super Bowl? I think absolutely. If you put Richard Sherman on those Jets teams when Revis Island was created, the island is, is going to get gangbanged. It's, it's, it's a lot of niggas that's going to be setting up shop, setting up tents. It's not, not you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't cover anybody man to man. And so when you talk about the corner position, that's why I say that there's no such thing as a shutdown corner because – the way the football is played and the way the receivers are allowed to do whatever they want, it's truly impossible to shut them down. But, but if you want to call it a shutdown corner, in order to, for me to be a shutdown corner, you have to be able to sit on an island for several games that year against a top receiver and, and win the battle. Not shut them down because they're going to catch the ball, but win the battle. And Richard Sherman has never – had to do that in his career. I mean, I guess if anybody want to try to paint all these crazy, stupid scenarios that don't exist for everybody, hey, whatever it takes to try to make yourself look a certain way, that's fine. I don't have to do all that. I don't care to do all that. That's some dumb, stupid shit that doesn't make sense in my opinion. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. Every team has a different scheme. Every team plays a different style of defense. 
Your goal is if you're a good cornerback, can you go execute whatever the scheme is, whatever this is that this coach got you playing in? Yes. And he does what and he does that. And there's other cornerbacks that do it and there's other cornerbacks that don't. So they could try to discredit Sherman by saying he don't play in the island, he don't do this and do that. Then I'm not gonna ask you how many other teams play this type of defense that Richard Sherman is playing with. But there's lots of teams that play all the okay. play that defense. They truly who? do. And it's smart because but you but all the whole team Smart teams. Oh, what I'm saying is, so what I'm saying to you is, so all those teams who play that defense, name all the cornerbacks who played in that defense, that same defensive scheme that the Real Reavers is discrediting Richard Sherman for playing in. Name all those cornerbacks who played in that same scheme and to tell me how many of those cornerbacks had the impact on the game that Richard Sherman has. Well, Tell me how how many of those cornerbacks are all pros or have all pro season or one all pro season. Just like you said, it's a team sport. It doesn't just come with Richard Sherman. There is a defensive line. There's linebackers. Yeah, all I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. See, listen, I'm not Nico. I'm not questioning whether they had those. None of those teams have those schemes. I would just say, I would want to know that how many of those cornerbacks. Period. Regardless of the scheme, because how many? Because if there's a lot of teams play that, it's not a lot. I don't of know. No, no, no. Oh, it's not a lot. Well, it's however many teams, if it's four teams, if it's six teams, if it's if it's how many teams, if it's six teams, that means there's two, three cornerbacks on all those six teams. Mm-hmm. That's twelve. We should have some other cornerbacks doing what Richard Sherman is doing. No, but you can't say that. That's what I'm saying. For your your argue your 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 reason is why you actually said it's a team sport. It's a team defense. If you have one of the best D lines in the league, your three week looks different than somebody else's three week. It just does. It just looks different, and that's not. This is the credit that I'm giving Sherman. Whenever there was a moment, he has shown the fuck up. Period. He shows up, you know. Yeah, that's, to me, that's hate. And I'm, all the other shit, we, that's hate. We can say all that shit. We can break down. We can break down Michael Jordan championship. We can break down whatever the fuck we want to break down. This he, it don't. None of that shit matters. Like I said, you can't name no He's other cornerback. A lot and Revis. Yeah, that's it. You can't name no but other cornerback the impact of the game. Is because he probably feels like if he was on better defensive teams. He probably would have played more games in January than the ones yeah. he played. With the I don't know. He, he maybe could have made more plays or did something else. Like, yeah, I, we don't know. You can make our. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't want to make excuses for you. Yes. All I can do is talk about what you did. Yes. You, now you sound like a bitter hater because Ooh. you didn't do what somebody else did. It and sounds that's weird cool. to me. It sounds real angry and bitter and fat. It sounds like a fat. Yeah. And that's, See, look, I ain't say all that. It wasn't necessary. We all know that Richard Sherman has played in the scheme that is that he has, you know, benefited from whilst being talented. We already know that. So why did you wait until that moment when this nigga's on a high? They go into the Super Bowl and you wait for that moment to try to. It was just like he was mad. Yeah. 
to me, to me, all those examples, all this shit is stupid. But that's like me saying that Revis plays Revis Island. He's great because he gets that Revis Island. But if we make Revis have to play in week three, he gonna struggle because he likes to play Revis Island. So he got to play this whole side and have to play week three and got to use his IQ and not have to just follow a person everywhere. It can be totally different for him. No, that's not the same. I'm just saying. No, we can say that shit. That, way more I'm IQ. Just saying. Way more IQ. Way. Yes. Way more IQ to what? Man to man covering somebody. Man to man takes way more IQ. Way more studying. Way more of everything. Literally, it really does. But we got to move on to some other beef that took place. McNabb. Took shots at Tio. Did you see the interview? <laughs> yeah, I see the interview. We had just talked about this in over the last episode. Yes, we did. Why did he? <laughs> why did he do this? What was the purpose? Call <laughs> me now, man. Man, it's Hall of Fame time, man. Well, what now, is it? What did T.O., like, for you to even say that, like, like now T.O.'s coming out saying he got so many stories about McNabb that he wants to air out and fit. Everybody, I got stories on McNabb, okay? I had run-ins with McNabb. And it's like, for a nigga that was so sloppy like he was out here, why would you even try to slander a guy like T.O. who has nothing to fucking lose at this point? Like, what is your purpose? I told you, I think McNabb want to make the Hall of Fame. So he feel like if he just shit on T.O. like the Hall of Fame is doing, then that'll be like no. token. He feel like I feel like he feel like the reason he didn't win and make the Hall of Fame because of T.O. He oh. feel that. What is your opinion? He, he just wasn't good enough. We didn't make him throw up in the in the championship <laughs> that we. He said that was yeah. a lie. He never threw up. He said, where is the footage? There's no footage of it. Somebody just flat out made it up. Man, we can say that all you want to, man. Everybody ain't just making that shit up. We going with that because your play matched this shit. Your, your play yeah. matched that shit. He's that they using to try to say he had a bad game when he didn't have a bad game. He just hey, didn't, I, I didn't say you had a bad game. You just didn't have a great game. And you never had a great game when you needed to have a great game. And that's a fact. I root for the black quarterback. I root. I'm biased. Fuck you mean? I want you to be, hell yeah, let's go. You can run and throw. This is McNabb. Did you get a nigga T.O.? And he got Brian Mitchell or Westbrook. Or, I mean, he got Westbrook and T.O.? Oh, he just ain't. He just ain't come through. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to I, I don't know if it's him or Andy Reid or what. I don't know. I just know that one of them ain't come through. Well, I can't wait for T.O. to air out some more dirt on him because he probably knows so much. You know yeah, that he, he, he gave him a pass because of, uh, of, of R.I.P. So. I think he gave him a pass for real because I was ready. I was so ready for it, man. I was I was pumped for it, but I was like, damn, everybody don't get these stories now. He probably gonna chill. Man, he got sad. I'll tell you, he gonna tell all of all his quarterbacks have been uh funny. Funny. Except for Romo. Yeah. All of them was funny. 
Okay. Funny business. The NFL social justice commercial. Do you see that bullshit? The both and John. First of all, where is Jay Z? Okay. Where is Jay Z right now? Where? He told us it was chestnut checkers. Didn't he say that? You look any opportunity, man. If J- if if Jay Z hadn't signed that deal with the NFL and that commercial came out, he would be one of the main people saying this is complete bullshit. How the fuck are you trying to say that you know you're gonna put a a, a spotlight on po- a police murder, but not allow the man who made you even look at that into the league? The man who actually put the spotlight on it and was saying, this type of bullshit keeps happening, and he's not in the league. And on top of that, you use a story, the only story where the family forgives the police. Why you ain't putting other mother black families on that commercial? Because they wouldn't have in that shit. Because none of them going to agree to go and do that bullshit. That's what we do know. They not finna go do that bullshit commercial piece ass. Yeah, they not. I'm so I, mad. I can agree to that. I'm mad that Jay Z's getting the pass again. Like my nigga, I know you see this. I know you see what they're doing. You would have never let this slide before you signed with them. So now it's like since you gotta deal with them, now we gotta we gotta watch you Homer Simpson us into the bushes. Every time some bullshit happens, like you never gonna speak out, you never gonna say when they're wrong. You can't say when they're wrong. It's business. It's all business now. Like I just, I just don't understand how we let him get him. Like I couldn't even be at this nigga's little brunch and shit and be like, nigga, you see the commercial? You just say something. Yes. And I would have never been invited back. I would have been like, hey, how you doing, Sean Carter? So, um, I know you got your little deal with the NFL and everything, but that don't mean you're not black and you know, you know what I'm saying, you're supposed to still know what we're what we doing. Is, this, is your hand in this too? You ain't spoke about the waiver that Cap got set up with. You ain't spoke about that. Now you ain't speaking about this shit. Who are you? Security. <laughs> Security. <laughs> I would have been escorted the fuck out of there, man. <laughs> you got me the fuck out of there. Oh, my God. Man. Okay. Last NFL story in news, Antonio Brown. Now, he has been, he was. He had a warrant for his arrest. He turned himself in. Did you see what he was wearing when he turned himself in? Just tell me you saw the outfit. You didn't think he was fly? My nigga had on... A mint green tracksuit zipped all the way, you know, the, 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 the neck, the whole, what is that, a mock turtleneck? The shit was zipped all the way to the top. And then he had a seafoam, dumb and dumber, tuxedo over it. I mean, I thought he was being eccentric. The, the judge suggested therapy. And probably just looking at the outfit alone, like, what the fuck is this nigga wearing in here? 
I'm used to it. And like, I'm, I'm not surprised by anything now. And now I look forward to it. Did you see what the, the, the accusations are against him? Did you see what the, 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 the delivery guy was delivering furniture of some sorts and it was $4,000 in furniture. And then there was like a $375 driver fee or whatever. And he refused to pay the money. And so the driver left with the shit. And then he came back and he gave him the four grand, but then he wouldn't give him the 300 something for the driver fee. So they allegedly assaulted this man and took the shit off the truck. Why? He, he, well, he, he said that he ordered this stuff a long time ago and it's supposed to have been there a long time ago. <laughs> and it didn't get to his house to like eight weeks after they said it was coming. You should have just turned the truck around. Why are you, why are you going to... Because his stuff was on the truck. So he was like, you motherfuckers told me I was coming a whole eight weeks after? You paid for it yet. You haven't paid. And then, I was just trying to tell how he was feeling. I'm not saying That's what I don't want. I'm not. You know what? He was wrong. You got to let some shit slide. And that's why I feel like something's wrong with him. Like, you just can't stay out the news. And then I saw his video he shot. Then he did a live. Did you see the show? He did a live performance. Like, and was throwing money and shit, like, what? Oh, he needs some football so bad. Because all this other shit he's doing for attention to stay relevant, it's embarrassing at this point. Like, it's just totally embarrassing. So you didn't like the video? No. It was stupid. And yet, it's just stupid. Everything is stupid about it. It's just dumb. Everybody's laughing, you know? Nah, he had a lot. He need help. I feel like you know, he go get that, go see a therapist and make up for that a whole lot. Yes, please, Antonio, just put the phone down. That's it. First, let's just start there. Put the phone down. That's number one. Oh, I wanted to talk about the NFL CBA. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. It's not working out. They trying to sneak the waiver in that they tried to make cap low-key sign. They tried to slide yes. it. Yes, that's in the new CBA. So no one can sue if you get blackballed ever. They trying to make oh, they better not sign that shit. They're trying to make every player sign away their rights to sue the NFL if they ever feel like they've been done wrong. Or oh, no. Oh, do you think they're going to sign that shit? Yes. Man, they better. They got a man up, man. They can't, they can't man up. They, they, they got DeMarie Smith leading them. What a fucking idiot. And then you got a, a lot of players in the league. Like, they need players like Marshawn Lynch. They need players that aren't just going to be politically correct in front of the media and then behind people's back be a whole nother nigga. Like, you got to really be ready to tell the players, let's lock out. For a whole, be ready for a whole season to lock out to mean business. And you need niggas to get the white quarterbacks on board as well with this lockout. Because without them, it's really not no lead. And I personally feel like if you, if you talk to these quarterbacks and you see that they don't have your back when you're trying to make changes, and then fuck them. 
the league is going to be a problem. Like, I, I, don't, I couldn't see myself blocking and helping out a quarterback that basically didn't care about my rights and what, what, it, what life looked like for people like me. I'm sorry. I would be that player. Like, whoops, you got by me on the offensive line. Like, I'm not blocking for you because you don't care about me for real, for real. You know? That's just how I am. But, you know, people are different, and people need to get that chicken – they need their checks and everything. So I see you over there. Are you, you good? Yeah, I'm stretching my neck. All right, so let's recap these games last week. I am so glad, I'm so glad that Tannehill finally – we finally got to see him play. We, we finally got to see what it would look like without King Henry so people could be humbled and shut the fuck up. What? Well, he behaved tough. He's a game manager, is exactly what he I think. We both said he was that. He's a game manager, period. He cannot lead a team to anything. He was not leading them in the playoffs. He was simply not getting in the way. And when we saw that he, they needed him to lead them, it is not working. Now. That's what, that's what game manager is, not getting in the way. But go ahead, I got you. Other people was not saying he was a game manager. They was like, he's the reason that King Henry was even flourishing because he was hitting so many deep balls that they were scared of his deep balls, so that made the lanes open up for Henry. <laughs> it's embarrassing. You're just being messy. And you know you're being like, stop it. We know he's a game manager. Yes. We know what he's good at. So what, what was your opinion of how Kansas City played in that game? They did what they supposed to do, what we all know what any team is supposed to do. Make Tannehill beat you. Yes, I was impressed with their defense. That was one of the best games that they've had the entire season, and it needed to be. And, and after the game, not even really after the game, during the game a little bit, I got a whole bunch of phone calls from – uh, quite a few defensive players in the NFL that I'm friends with, and they wanted me to know that Henry isn't the coach. This is what a lot of them told me, and this is not – they aren't friends. They simply said, he's not that great. What's happening is they have a great offensive line. They have a great scheme, the way they run the ball, the play action, all this shit opens up a bunch of shit up. And I, I, can't, I can't hate on – I can't say he's not great. But what they wanted me to know is, they was like, watch this game. Watch how when you key in on him, he can't do shit. Nobody yeah, 90 some yards on the like what, like, what are they talking about? I'm sorry, Miko. He was talking. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, this like, is. Like, I'm tired of this crowd in the bucket, hating mentality. Like, no, he's fucking great. If he ain't fucking great, you will be the name five to ten motherfuckers who did what he did. You're right. You were better to name people who had yards after contact like he did. You were name people. You were name motherfuckers who had two ninety nine yard runs in the fucking NFL. Period. Now y'all stop. Like I don't know a fuck what kind of scheme they put out there. They got to put the ball in your hand and you got to execute when you get it. Like quit this hating. Every team has a scheme. Every team has a philosophy. Every team has a culture. Regardless of what that scheme, culture, identity is, 
whoever that person is in it got to execute. If it's just if it's just a scheme, then whoever the running back before Derrick Henry would have been doing the same fucking thing he was doing. Right. I didn't. I did coincidence that I got all these calls from these players saying he wasn't dope, and they was like, "Watch how Kansas City is gonna." you know, switch things up and show you that he can't do it without all of this and without all of that. And I, and I was like, damn, you know, like, I, I don't, I'd lean on the side of, he showed me things that I had never seen before. He broke a lot of records. He did a lot of things. So I'm not going to say what he can't do. I want to, I want to basically say what he can do because that's what I can say. You know, but a lot of players and defensive players in the league that don't respect his game at all. And I was just like, I hate it anyway. <laughs> I hate it no You can play the sport and make millions and still be a hater. This is very because you don't get to you don't get to think of the football. You just a helmet, and you get money. But these players who play football want fame. They want notoriety. They want this. So all them players that you name, I bet if you land all of them. They probably don't. None of them got the fame that Derrick Henry got. So, well, and they just have the players don't have that fame just because of Yeah, that. that's what I'm, I'm just telling you why the hate and why they're not being genuine when they're giving a breakdown of these players to me. In my opinion, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, because, yeah, y'all black. Y'all want, they, they want fame. They want no, like, you, you, because you, you millionaire, and you supposed to be like, y'all. And he getting notoriety, and they looking at him like, "I'm hearing all that good, like they trying to say he is." Hey, like, why would you even say that about any human being? We saw, we we argued with Omar. We actually destroyed his entire theory that Brees, the second greatest quarterback of this era, and in that game, Vrabel has outcoached his way all the way to the AFC Championship. Would you agree? Yeah, he, he did. Got coached by Andy Reid in this game. Yeah, he did. He did what everybody else couldn't do for a long time, and that is figure out that you got to let Tannehill beat you, period. And th that's it. That's all now, you I, I, Well, let me say this. It wasn't the fact that you said let Tannehill beat you. I didn't think it was more so that. It was just more so that. Mahomes is a better superstar. And he's going every he's going multiple possessions, touchdown, 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 to where like shit. Running the game is a is a slower pace. The way Mahomes throwing and scoring that ball, shit. I say that if they were actually running the ball like they were, that they wouldn't have at least made it an interesting game and scored way more points. That was a key factor of why they were able they was down early you remember that they was getting their ass busted at first the Chiefs yes and how many touchdowns that's going straight no no that's what I'm saying so so this was a this was one of the times where I feel like Andy Reid didn't make good adjustments in the past and possibly because he didn't have a Patrick Mahomes but they started the game off slow and then all of a sudden you realize that they're they're doing they're they're pretty much doing a scheme where okay we are absolutely not letting you run the ball at all like not at all throw it anywhere you want to throw it and if this nigga beats us 
then he beats us. And that was the scheme that I had been saying that everybody needed to do all season if they wanted to beat the fucking uh, Titans because I, I know Tannehill is just not ready. I know he's not. But see, that's what I'm saying. Well, all those things that you're saying about Tannehill is true. I don't disagree with you with that. I'm just disagreeing with you, but that's not how the game played out. That's what I'm saying to you. From my knowledge and from what I was watching, no, it's just the fact that Pat Mahomes was able to move the ball and score a lot of points. Tennessee moved and scored slow. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Derrick Henry might have a big play within their running and score, but they have time possession and run the ball type of team. And they can, they could do that against Baltimore, but they couldn't do that against Kansas City. Just like Baltimore can run the ball, run the ball like they do against all other teams, but they couldn't do it against Kansas City. The same thing happened to Tennessee is the same thing happened to Baltimore. It didn't matter. Like, once Patrick, once Pat Mahomes found his groove, they couldn't stop him. That's just what it was. It's just, I mean, like, a lot that's of what it was. didn't stop him, and he still lost games. That has nothing to do with Who? it. When? When? Here and last year. The games he lost. How many, I, how many guys he lose? How many guys has he lost? Six. Is it, is it? Six? Six. Yeah, I think so. In, in two years, right? No, he lost more. He lost games last year, too. That's what I'm talking about. The last two years, how many has he lost? They lost five or six this year. I mean, I don't take I'm the Matt Moore, you know what I'm saying? He was out, but it's still oh, okay. a but We're talking about him. Games that he scored a lot of points in, he still lost. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about those quarterbacks, the type of games that they play. Like, like I'm saying is, um, Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, you know, those, they, they're, those, they need environment, the, the environments they have to have help them succeed. That's true. What I'm saying to you is, they just went against a dude that's like the whatever you want to call quarterbacks. The people that people look at is going to be like the best quarterback of all time. Did they give him that moniker? And he hasn't even won a championship. He hasn't even that he ain't even been in a Super Bowl. And this is second year in the league. A guy that they just happen to go against a guy like that. In my opinion, throwing left hand touchdown passes. No, he just he just a different type of player. In my opinion. That's what I was saying. I just feel like I, I don't all, it, on that. all I'm saying I'm is I'm talking about but that's it. That was his imprint on those games. Lost, his imprint on the game. Lots of points. He's lost games scoring lots of points. So yes, he scores quickly, but yes, also you have to have a certain type of defensive plan in order for those points to matter. And that's what Andy Reid did to me. And that was the defining factor of why they won the game, really, was deep. Yeah. I was just basically saying that when you score a lot of points, when you score a lot of points, you make a team one-dimensional. I've seen before. I, nothing Ooh. i never seen before. The Chiefs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When they put so many points on the board, they make you have to be one-dimensional. That's what I said. They didn't stop Derrick Henry from running. They just they scored so many points that Tennessee had to be one-dimensional. They did both. They stopped him from running when he did run, and they also made them have to throw the ball. They did both. That's exactly what they did. Oh, no. He still had, he had like five yards of carry still. That's good. It just came to him. Because he was out. Yeah, like, 
one yards in the last. Yeah, he was getting th- and he was getting thirty some carries and so he couldn't get thirty some carries that game because the way carry the ball. Kansas City's throwing the ball. It's not just that; it's also because he's getting stopped. He you he, look at his stats. As I said, look up his stats. I'm it's not. I like I said, you can look up his stats. Still getting points with him running the ball thirty times. They were still getting lots of points. They were still getting lots of points. Who was the Titans? Okay. Okay. That's what you think. Thirty-five. The last time they played him and beat him. Who did? I'm talking about the playoffs. I don't with care. Tennessee. I'm just trying to tell you that the when t- they played when they played the first time when Tennessee played with Pat Mahomes the quarterback. Well, yes. Tennessee beat him. He played. Did he play the whole game? Doesn't matter. He was the. Quarterback. Okay, then. So that, that's there we go. So that is you can score a lot of points, and you still have to stop the other team from scoring a lot of points. It's not just oh, I'm gonna run the score up, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, they had a great defensive scheme where we're not only going to slow down your horse, we're also going to make your quarterback make throws that we don't think he can make. Because you could have still you could have still given Tannehill all the possessions and he still could have beat you. He's thrown a lot. He's done some good things in the moments that he's needed to, to be successful. He just didn't. And that was defense. The offense showed me nothing different that I haven't seen Mahomes do in two years. I already know who it is. I expect 50 damn near every game out of him, for real. And if I don't get 50, I'm like, oh, it's a little off night. You know what I'm saying? It's off night. But I personally feel like the reason they won that game had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. It had everything to do with defense. Oh, yeah, no, I just totally disagree. You know? Yeah, I totally disagree. Totally you know disagree. Yeah. 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 Bad. What's your score? <laughs> Go ahead. Next game. Because you, you lost that game. Did you pick? We lost that game. Who'd you pick in that game? You picked the Chiefs? Well, no. Oh, yeah, you got to pick the Chiefs. Okay, so you lost the other game. Yeah. Okay. The so, Packers. So, did it happen exactly how I said it was going to happen? Which one? The Packers game? 49ers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, that happened how you said it was going to happen. I agree with you on that. So, yeah, now you're right with this. That, no. This, you're 100% right. So, knowing that the 49ers, do you believe in the 49ers defense yet? Do you believe yet? No, I still don't believe in that. Still don't believe. Hell, nah. Over I- Patty, my, oh, over my homeboy? I didn't say they was going to beat them. I said, do you believe in this defense yet? Do you believe that they are fucking for real? That they are- oh, hell yeah. That defense is legit. That legit is legit. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's one of the best defense of all time. Okay. Because you wasn't feeling – and I was trying to tell you that against – I said, you're missing the point. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is great. Because you know I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. But there's no way – I'm picking him over that defense. It's just rushing. I don't know. Rushing four every time? Still getting your, your dick beaters on the quarterback all the time? Okay. Man, they have okay. Aaron Rodgers contemplating retirement, bro. 
That's what I, I, I can't wait. Super Bowl. This Super Bowl is going to be the best ever. Oh my God! I wasn't even gonna do a Super Bowl pick because I was gonna. We that's not even. We're not. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do it. Sorry if we had y'all wait all this time. We are not doing a Super Bowl pick. We're gonna do another episode, and it's gonna be episode two hundred. We gotta celebrate. We gotta do that here. We gotta celebrate. Live. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to take. That's what we talking about. DJ gonna be here. You'll be here. Brent will be here. Remember we talked. Well, we got all four of us. Todd is going to be... We can have all of that song. Okay. Oh, Tierra's uh, friend is going to be here, too. Bobby. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with So we might have six different people on for episode 200. I'm just going to be arguing. We can have people come and go or all the song at once. You got to think about how you want to... You got to bring a laptop or your your phone. Put everybody... I I got both. Look at you. Put everybody in a different room and we're going to pick the Super Bowl. We're going to bet on it because we're having a Super Bowl party here. So we're going to bet on it. What we bet? It all depends on who we pick. You know how we bet. That's bad. You gotta be. Swim? Huh? You swim? Yeah. I just was asking because you're black. I'm okay. sorry. I didn't mean to be. <laughs> yeah, I just swim. We might just yeah. do laps. Pool, lap, laps in the pool. Oh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to do that. Yeah. But yeah, but. 2010. I think this is the Super Bowl that we actually deserve. We really do deserve this. Because yeah, the rounds, the rounds hold us. The whack ass rounds hold us. Bring my fucking team up, dog. Like, don't do that. Okay. Thank you. This is the Super Bowl we deserve. We're actually going to have the best defense in the league against the best offense in the league. Right? Indeed. Ooh. Epic. It's going to be the best. Tell me the best. Yes, it's going to be real fun. Well, let's get out of here, man. It's late as hell. We definitely at least two and a half hours into this. This is what we do. Kobe. Hey, shout out to Bean. My battery. I see it, Jerry. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Yes. Shout out Low America. <laughs> shout out Kobe. My shit about to die, huh? So let me get out of here. All right, y'all. Yeah. Later. All right, y'all, so before my battery dies, it's literally on 1%. I just wanted to just give you one final word um, to all the Kobe fans. Um, I understand the pain. I understand the, the sorrow of all basketball fans, Laker Nation, everybody. And if you want to take anything positive from this, just try to remember that Kobe lived. He lived a great life. It was only 41 years, but it was a long and great and incredible 41 years and for all you Kobe fans always every time you shooting fucking in your trash can shooting fucking anything around your neighborhood everybody does it you know you yell Kobe it used to be Jordan you know now it's Kobe continue that continue to uplift him continue to pray for his family continue to try to remember all the good things fuck all the bad put all the negative things away if you hated Kobe if he wasn't a fan whatever it is he was a legend, and he was a great man, and he was only getting greater as a father and a role model. And so just try to remember all the positive things. Hug your children. Love your children. 
Love your family because you never know when it's your time to go. Peace. Once again. Once again. Flawless. Flawless. Come on. And broads from Italy to the US. Yes, it's raw. I'm in search for the one that make my wealth feel poor. Who can ignore this spotlight life of glamour? Am I dumb for? Have I found the ores? Should I search still? There's plenty of women with sex appear when it's filled. Can they complete the package? All I date is actresses to play it safe to them. My money ain't bait, but I must take risks to find a honey that's legit. Whether she push a bucket or six bucklets or mad chips. I own her own or live out of mom's and pop's home. Rocks top fashion, Adidas, attire, or Timbo's. I don't know. Yo, these women. And come and go like the wind they blow. How do I know it's you for sure? Will God talk to me? Give me a signal. But until then, all my ears here the steady flow. Come on. Cash. My name fame, drop top, bins with a wooden dash. You know my stash. <laughs> Withdraw G Cash, Platinum, US Express. No paper cash. Spend it all now. Our kids still be rich cash. If it's half stocks and bonds, laugh when it crash. Are you the type to brag when jewels you flash? Type tight with your X Man that pushes jack. Type that love no scrubs, her pigeons ain't got mad. Type that can't stand a woman with her own cash. You know, like Lauren, but claim she ain't rap. Type to get loud in public, reframe my hand from a slap. No time for y'all. Too busy for y'all. Plenty of dimes turn me on, then turn me off. Try and show off. Get lost, grow up. Real women, roll up. Let yourself go. If you feel this, let me know. Come on. Let the words flow from the bottom of your soul. Come on. Come on. Hey, okay.